We want to thank our brand new sponsor, BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash core gaming and start living a better life today. You see, when they lift their tails, they're squirting their filthy musk. A vile language for a vile race. Hey everybody, welcome back to Core. It's time to talk about video games with your favorite Core people. Uh, my name is Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. It's Thursday, May 20, nope, May 12th, 2022. And uh, we're back after uh, just one week, really. We were here last Thursday and it was great. We had a great time. You know what I've missed though? I've missed the, the D&D. We've had a couple of weird weeks, people out of town and then some stuff and it just got in the way of everything. We haven't been able to play D&D. I'm looking forward to that this Saturday. We're going to play some There Will Be Dungeons this week? Yeah. Yeah. Looking oh good. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I don't remember. Uh, I know we're doing some stuff, but I kind of... Oh, I got to go do character things, too. Shit. Yeah, you do. Forgot all about that. You needed no. those extra two weeks. <laughs> Apparently, I did. <clears throat> it shouldn't take me long, but I got to go... Basically, Bo gave us a, like a, a respec coin, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what you want to call it, but you kind of let us go and yeah. do some wicked yeah, stuff, yeah. so... Pretty excited about that. See what people did to themselves, uh, myself included. So anyway, that'll be coming soon. In the meantime, we're here to talk about games and gaming and things. And um, one of us has had a helmet on their head a lot in the last week. Try to guess who it is as we dive into this week's news. A little bit light on news this week. Uh, as a result, we're going to do a bunch of emails in the show today. So we've been threatening an email-heavy show, and today is the day we make good on our promise. So uh, watch for that. But there were a few things that went down. Um, one in particular is, I think, kind of interesting. and also bodes well for us as a show and our name, because maybe this means they'll stop pushing that other dumb thing they call core and we can just be the only core anyone cares about. We killed core. We might have killed core. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know for sure. But uh, anyway, Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney has revealed that Epic will later this year release the Unreal Editor for Fortnite. They're basically opening up Fortnite to be user, moddable, creatable, go crazy with it type stuff. Um, obviously not uh, games where you're going in specifically to compete with others in the in the core game of Fortnite. But uh, that game is about to, to get a little bigger. And think Roblox. That's really kind of who they're going after here. And um, if there was ever a shot over the bow of Roblox, this is probably it. Uh, I think Core was trying to do that, but it kind of failed to do that. And um, this could, because you've got the user base already over there. You have a lot of people that only leave Fortnite to play Roblox here and there. So now they don't have to leave. They can just make all their cool shit here, I guess. What do you think of this, uh, Bo? Do you think it's a is this a is this a master move by old Tim Timothy Sweeney? Well, it's back to the thing I like about these great gaming companies. Why I fell in love with Blizzard? They like make their games open to the community and its creations, and yeah. and there's real kibosh on that. It seems in, with later releases, and that tradition has not been well preserved. So even if it is in essence to to make money. They are business. It's sort of understood. Yeah. Um, I like that they open things up to the creator community. And if they're going to open up, like Fortnite's a big game. It's 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 a big move. I mean, it isn't really just about beating Roblox. Like, I feel like Roblox is kind of like, 
it's probably not as lame as I think it is, but I just like thinking that, you know, um, (laughs) it's probably incredibly unfair, but it just looks so, uh, wiggity whack when I see the videos of it to me, Mm. I know I realize kids like it, but I'm like, oh, you know, but Fortnite does look like a premier experience. And I think it's, it's a game that's beloved by a lot. It's a competitive game. So yeah, open it up, man. Open it up. And. And they're the Unreal guys. They have the Unreal editor open. Like, it's just so on brand for them. I'm shocked it took this long. Yeah, I am a little bit as well. I actually think that how that core thing did was going to determine how soon we'd see something like this. And I think it just didn't do, it just didn't draw people over there. And as a result, ironically, it's a lot of the same tools. So what you're going to get with this is probably a whole lot like what you got with core, if anyone checked that out. Um, I never did load it or do anything with it. But yeah, me neither. But, uh, John, do you, uh, how do you feel about such movements over there at Epic? Uh, I think it's good. I, I think everybody's kind of gunning to be the next Roblox. And like you said, I think Fortnite shares a big audience. And I think there's also kind of a natural evolution that you see from kids as they go from Roblox to all of a sudden now they're playing Fortnite. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is a step up. Look at this game. Um, you know, there's kind of this, this feeling of graduating. So you put in the features that are important to them from that other game. And I think you get them hooked. And again, for Epic, it's all about keeping them in that ecosystem, right? Like that's why they have a store. That's why they are doing all of this. You know, they, they want to have all eyes and attention on there. Yeah. And if it's seamless enough, um, what you end up with is people going, all right, I'm over here making my weird thing and I'm making money from it and steam or in uh, steam uh, Epic's making a skim off the top of that as well, uh, which is how Roblox works. And that's cool. But, Oh, Hey, I just am in the mood to go fight in Fortnite. I can just not leave and just go do that. And Oh, uh, some rappers doing a concert here tonight. I'll just stick around for that. Like you, you kind of keep them in an ecosystem way more by giving them these tools like I, from a business perspective i think it's really smart for them to do that from a user perspective if you're super invested in that space and you feel like creating even if you don't care if anyone ever sees it or it's just for free or whatever why not give them the tools to do it i've always been a big fan of this and i, I, I like bo's comparison to old blizzard stuff i used to love you know checking out what the latest warcraft 3 mods were or what weird things somebody did with the starcraft 2 game or you know, or Diablo. Doom wads. And yeah, Doom is a great example. Map editor. Like, yep. like, yeah. Those were amazing days. You remember those days? They were incredible days. I'd spend, I'd spend hours and hours and hours on forums and stuff for like Unreal Tournament, just trying to find new maps, trying to find some weird thing some guy made, and then servers that ran them, or I'd run them on my own server and freaking love that stuff. So yeah, into great. it. So, so like maybe I won't use it, but I just, I'm, I'm fully support anyone taking their game being like, okay, you can play with it. Yeah. It's not some precious thing that you can't disrupt the business model of. Like, yeah, come on, it's a video game. <laughs> yeah, and for the record, when I see Roblox videos, I think the exact same thing you do. I think it looks stupid, but I am clearly their non-target demographic, and it is clearly a juggernaut that doesn't care what I think. I mean, like, yeah, no one's paying us millions of dollars to play our video games. No, <laughs> whatever, whatever they may be. So you know, yeah, they're doing just fine. I think. Um, all right, so there's that. One tiny side note to that story. Uh, if you like, I think it was John that talked about it more recently, but if you like the game Prey, Arcane's, or not the old, old Prey, but Prey, the one Arcane made, that game's free on the Epic uh, PC Game Store right now. So Yeah, I saw that when I uh, when I redeemed 
last week's uh, free game. Mm-hmm. It's good. I, I yeah. enjoyed my time with it. I need to get back to it, uh, but it's a it's a cool game, so yeah. worth checking out for free. Especially in the news. Well, we have news that Redfall, uh, the next arcane game that is a Microsoft exclusive, they made big hay about last event uh, that they had about this thing, multiplayer vampire thing, uh, got delayed to 2023 by Bethesda, along with Starfield. Those two things are delayed. I did a video on YouTube today, kind of breaking down some of my thoughts on it. There's not tons to add here, except I think it is unfortunate that this is a game that had a date in this in the video trailer. Like they went as far, they were so confident in the date that they literally said, cleared to launch and blah, blah, blah. They had like words, voice in the game say, or in the trailer saying this. And then they showed in very dramatic fashion, 11, 11, 22, bah, go to black and show the logo. When you do that, you're normally locked in. Like your Skyrim levels of confident about your release date, which was 11, 11, 11. Um, and they didn't do it. They say they need more time. They don't want to be considered the next, you know, uh, freaking cyberpunk with a big next failure Bethesda. at launch. Yeah, oh. the next Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they don't have the best history with launches necessarily anyway, but um, I'm fine with them taking their time. Um, Dan over at uh, IGN uh, said something really funny on Twitter. He said, this is a great strategy because if you're not 100% sure your game is ready to ship and it's called Starfield, you have to delay or else players will call it Starfailed. And then he went on to say, that's also true. The pattern also works for Redfall because that's just Red Fail. So mm-hmm. don't give the internet easy. <laughs> don't give them a headline. See, yeah. See, see, I feel like Larian understood this with Baldur's Late, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put a release date. Like I, I, you know, the release date thing. It's for investors. It, yeah. I, I've come to this. I'm like, you know, we do this show long enough. Half the news is games getting delayed, and I'm like, they're just punking people because they need to make shareholders happy that they got something committed at some point, and that matters. Because yeah. Yeah. today I was watching. Yesterday I was watching Baldur's Late <laughs> material from a year ago, and I'm just as excited today as I was a year ago to get my. T- and you know what? It doesn't matter that I have a release date or not. It really doesn't. Like yeah. when it's done, great. So yeah. I wish they. I wish they. They're not going to stop doing it, but I wish they'd stop. I don't even mind when they surprise me with game releases, or even like I, I like the feeling. Even when Game Pass has a game I don't even know about or was thinking about, and they'll just say, "Oh, surprise release today on a Wednesday. We got a new Game Pass game." That kind of stuff excites me. I'd rather have that than anticipate, anticipate, anticipate. Ooh, we have a date. We have a date. We have a date, and then it launches in poor shape. I don't want to do that anymore. I think the you thing know? that just no. makes it a little more unfortunate with Starfield is that trailer was so, and I, I complained about it at the time that it came out is reiterate. Uh, there, I felt like there was nothing in it. It was like, here's a rendered ship and like, okay, we knew it was going to be space. Like here's a planet, here's a ship, here's space. It felt like the only thing I actually took from that trailer was the release date that was the one factoid that i got out of it that i didn't already know and now it's uh it's not applicable but yeah finish the game i want it to be good i don't want another cyberpunk i don't want another game you know as much as i love no man's sky i don't want another no man's sky i want a game that's good when i buy it not a game that's good when they fix it yeah and that game you know being the weird exception that it is in terms of how much we love it now versus what it was like when it launched 
I still don't want to do that again. You know, I don't want to, uh, I don't, as much as I love developers that stick by their game and make it better and fix things and all that, I think that's still important, but I'd rather they not launch in such an unfinished state. So I think that's what we're looking at here. This isn't that different than uh, Halo Infinite last year. <clears throat> it got delayed, <clears throat> excuse me, for a full year from its original release date plan, which really put Microsoft in a weird place because the first year of their new console was not going to have a, a flagship title like Halo or much else that that fall. And uh, I think that was worth the wait to have a, a better, more secure, better finished, more polished game. So if that's what they're doing here, and they want to put the best possible face on this acquisition, because that's what this is going to represent. Like when this comes out, if it's busted, we're all going to roll our eyes at this thing and like, well, nice seven billion you spent there, Microsoft. You bought a you know a studio that was already bad at you know releasing games. So if they can put this out and it's in really good shape, I think that'll look good for them for this buy for this purchase. So uh, we'll see. That's coming. Also on Xbox News, they're planning to launch a cloud streaming service in 2023. It's really just xCloud. But basically, they're going to include this service or this functionality in some smart TVs like at the factory. You'll also be able to buy little uh, sticks uh, like you would from, you know, Google Chrome or uh, Chromecast style little dongles, little plug into your TV that just act as a streaming point for xCloud gaming. And they might sell that stick with a controller. That's, yeah. that's the plan. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you, you need. need. Makes sense to me. You know, if you're, gonna, if you, if you're serious about boistering the, the streamed games world and you want to be the leader in that space, why wouldn't you do this and not expect everybody to just do it on their PCs or on their Xbox? So, yeah, makes sense yeah. to me. Um, okay, we do have to talk about this. <laughs> have you seen the video of this? No, I'm terrified too. I'm a little nervous. Because it's mouth haptics in VR, and that makes me think, boy, the porn the porn business is about to explode. Yeah, so Carnegie Mellon University uh, Future Interfaces Group are working on uh, an adapter, I guess, uh, for m- a thing they call mouth haptics, which allows you to feel sensations uh, like on your mouth and, and head as you're playing in VR. And um, there's some pretty funny. I, you know, just, just even keeping it silent uh, stuff in there. But, you know, what if a spider was crawling on your head? It'd be cool to feel it while you're in VR. Mm-hmm. What if you wanted to kiss someone in VR? Well, mm. then you could do some kissy-kissy and it would feel like something. Or they have brushing your teeth in here. And uh, they're showing this whole process of how to do mouth haptics. Um, and I thought it would be a worthy core discussion to see how we feel. We've got two VR users now on the team. Um to see if mouth haptics is of any interest. I mean, I don't Did know you? if mouth haptics will do it for me, but the idea of additional haptic feedback all over, like just in general, is a cool idea. I, I want to be able to feel... Like mud splash on your face sure. or something when you're in the trenches of World War II and you're like, ah, and you get mud in your mouth. You're like, oh, it's so muddy in, in the fields of, oh, shit, Vimy. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, put. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it all makes sense to me that we'll eventually end up with like, you know, haptic gloves and haptic suits and haptic body wear and all this sort of thing. And I know everybody wants to get creepy about it, but at the end of the day, we are going this way. Um, but these look pretty, these look like they're making your headset a sure a lot heavier though, don't they? These prototypes, these are gnarly. 
The prototypes look cool. They're so sciencey looking. They got all these like no diodes on them and things. And like the experiments are weird. Like what you're showing right now is they're like putting a virtual spider on a girl's mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> what in what game do you want like that experience? Right? Like, oops, it's on my mouth. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like maybe like on your skin, like on your arm or hand or something. But like on the mouth. Yeah. But. Um, as Adhesive Wombat says, this absolutely won't be used for a BJ simulator. I no, mean, not at all. That that will be the last yeah, thing they do. Because you wear the headset on your head. Yeah, it's yeah. Just logic. It'll, it'll never. She's drinking from a fountain. You know, it's just to give that VR sensation. Um, I mean, I don't know. People are enthused for the VR world, and I gotta say, I, I I'm enjoying VR's. VR's getting there. VR is getting there for me. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, would I wear a full bodysuit out in the public park? Probably. Probably. Not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. No, I, I, <laughs> I mean, like, okay. So, hey, I thought crazy people, only crazy people wore masks in public. And here we are in 2022, and I'm, I'll bring a mask around and I'll put it on, and nobody looks at me funny. Mm. But, you know, 2019, early 2019, um, they'd be like, something's up with that guy. Mm. So. Hmm. 20 years from now, man, it, you might be weird if you don't have a VR device strapped to your crotch. You know what I mean? Like walking around <laughs> on the bus. Like everyone's going to have it and you'll be the only loser without one. Without one, yeah. You got to get that yeah. crotch pack uh, add-on uh, with your with your VR thing. I saw a thing once on smell, like basically smell-o-vision. It was, it was a VR or a, trying to create smells with your VR experience. And it was like kind of like this, attached to it. And you'd walk into a swamp and it would put out a little and it would smell like the swamp or something. Yeah. Uh, you'd smell flowers, get a little flower smell or whatever. Um, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of experimenting before we end up with whatever the mainstream thing is, but it's well, a step I'll be in able that to report direction. on the movie version because this, I need to go see Dr. Strange. And I was like, mom, do you want to come with me to see Dr. Strange? She's like, sure. Let me buy the tickets. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay. And then she messaged me back. She says, uh, what's a 40 X? I got them in this 40 X place. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, 40X experience in cinema is the seats rumble, there's haptic feedback in the seats, and there's smells. Yeah. And I'm like, what smells are in Doctor Strange? Like, what is it going to be? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And I'm like, why do I need smells in a movie theater? But, like, apparently, this is all the rage. Um, hmm. So I'm imagining smells will be a part of the VR experience, too. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine just, like, I don't know, you play some... I'm just picturing all the gross places. Like, oh, I work yeah. massage can't smell like a great place. Like, <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of incense covering up the smells in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Orc Massage DLC is going to get gnarly. Um, what else? What other bad video game smells? I always feel like there's something smelly in a in a in a in a battle royale in the in the where in the place where everyone's hanging out before it starts. Oh yeah, in in um, Depression era Russia, or <laughs> yeah. Not Russia. Well, yeah, or I mean, whatever, Europe, just, Eastern yeah. Europe, the, the most depressing Eastern Europe country you've ever been to. It just smells like uh, napalm and and despair, and cinder blocks, yeah. <laughs> and cinder blocks. Seems like rough business, but yeah, whatever. Metal this is all cement. this stuff's coming whether you like it or not, everybody. So get ready. Which is you know I think of John when I think of the 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 question whether you like it or not. But I did. We did play something this week. That I think John would really like. We'll get to that when we talk about what we played. But I don't know. That feels like it. That feels like the kind of game that might turn John into a VR enthusiast. Maybe. Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to. It. It's just like, so if you watch Food Network, they always cook food that looks delicious, right? Like yep. You almost never see them cook something that's like, here's a shepherd's pie, 
and it's just it's a messy meat and mashed potatoes mess all together but trust us it's good but that's like what hearing vr talk is right like vr talk is people creating a dish that looks like absolute garbage Mm. but then they're going trust us it's really good and it's like okay it probably is but it looks like shit (laughs) and i can't taste it and i can't smell it um so you know, it's it's cool that everybody's having a, a good time, but this this is the only experience I have. And uh, like, I think a lot of the ideas are neat. I don't know if I want to go down this route. I think I'm probably grateful I can't smell most of my video games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know any time I've ever played a video game and gone, man, I just wish I could smell it. though. Yeah. Um, but then there's also that ride at California Great Adventure. I think it's called California Soren, where people are like, yeah, but when you go over the orange field, you smell orange. Oh, yeah. And like the yeah. amount of times I heard people say that, like it was an amazing thing. I'm like, you can get orange smell anywhere. Like yeah. it's not an amazing feature that you put <laughs> in this thing, but it, it does seem to impress some people. But, uh, you know, obviously I can think of some use for mouth haptics. Okay, that's going in a direction where at least we can see. Okay, I, I can uh, see why this would have a mass appeal. Smell? Uh-uh. I've never been a video game I wanted to smell. Never. Mm, mm, yeah. Not even like, um, you know, Aerith. Resident Evil Aerith, 7. Aerith seems like she, she's flowers. <laughs> she seems like she smells nice. She probably does. I don't need to find yeah. out, though. What if I find out I'm wrong? <laughs> what, what if, if all of a sudden yeah. she smells like she's been cooking spam, frying spam in the kitchen all day? Yeah, or I'm worse. Like, what if she smells oh, like better, a dirty... It's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. <laughs> what if she smells like a dirty dish rag is sitting in the sink for two days? What if that's what she smells like? You don't want yeah. that in your life? No. No. Uh, Resident Evil 7 would be terrible. Uh, yeah. someone's, someone else coined this. I wish I'd have thought of it myself. Uh, Baba Baba Bebop or Baba Bebop in the chat says Smeldon Ring. That's pretty good. Nicely done. <laughs> Elden Ring smells horrible. I can yeah. assure you. Oh yeah. yeah. There's no way Elden Ring smells <laughs> yeah. good. Um, but yeah. Well, what would be a good smelling game? Like, um, like I, I see people Valley, saying maybe? cooking games, but like, just go cook. Like how close to simulated cooking do you need to get before it's just like, all right, we'll just go cook something. I mean, this is a really good point. Like a broader issue here is that when, when does something go from being gimmick to like a, a thing that you could just do on the regular and it actually it's, it's, really adds. So these adds potion the alchemy games, right? Like if you're an alchemist and you're making like picture this, you're making a potion for the king who wants his balding head to grow in so he can look young again. Okay. And it will give him youthful appearance. But mm-hmm. there are poisonous reagents and there are good reagents. And you okay. know, if you kill him, you're gonna get beheaded. It's game over. And yeah. so to make this thing, you have to rely not only on your hands in the VR space picking up the reagents, but the smell, right? Certain like certain plants would look similar to each other, but based on the smell, you're like, oh no, that's a, I don't know, bergamot or whatever, or this is chamomile. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. this is uh, a mana bloom, uh, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that's an anus fart. <laughs> Gotta get rid of that one. <laughs> and, you know, I like, that's you see, a, a fantastic example. Yeah. For a game I will never play. You'd never play that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's at, he's 100% right. That's a great example of smell in a video game. I mean, I you're no also, you're basically the potion making sniff my potion game. In a way, Bo is making an argument for the chore core games I enjoy 
because those could benefit from some of that, like m- more sensory simulator input. could sure. be nice. Sure, because you could smell the thing, you could smell a dog poo when you ran over it. Like, oh, never mind, it's out. Yeah. See, we had it. Somebody said flour. Flour would smell great up until you got to the dirty industrial section of that game, and then you'd be like, oh, I don't want to really smell it anymore. I don't True. need, yeah. I don't need that immersion. But do yeah. we need power fantasies in the smell realm of things? <laughs> smell realm. <laughs> smell realm. <laughs> smell the smell realm. Smell the smell realm. Mm. You know, like we have power fantasies when it comes to like beating guys up and being on the side of the righteous and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the smell need. Do we just need to have a world where only things smell good? I mean, yes. we're weird in that way because humans <laughs> humans are have evolved to the point that if something smells bad, it's because we have a built-in uh, survival instinct that says, well, if it smells bad, then it's rotting or it's corrosive or it's bad for us. It's going to make us sick. So that's the reason we're so repulsed by it. But if you watch a dog whose number one sense is his freaking nose, those, those dogs will get right up next to a big fresh poo and a, oh, <laughs> what do we got here? What is it? You know, they don't care. They're not offended. They just, they're maybe cautious. They smell hot sauce or capsaicin. They go, oh, I got to back up. And I've heard they might see more than we, like we do. Like their brains interpret more. Like, it, yeah, it's hard to understand because it's not seeing, but they see more dimensionality with their smell. Yeah, that's why they that's why they investigate a lot harder than we, we go. Yeah, clearly the shit. Smell tells the story. <laughs> I got all I yeah. need to know. <laughs> Don't eat. Don't sleep near it. <laughs> like I'm going away. <laughs> like that's how, dogs. Like yeah. Is that urine in that shit? Yeah. <laughs> and they don't know what the, they don't know, they don't have the memory capacity. Like the short term memory doesn't work for them where they're like, oh, I've smelled a thousand of these. Obviously, it's a piece of crap in the yard. They go back to the same one. <laughs> yeah, they'll do the same one. They will. They're stupid that way. And that's okay. But it's, it's to me, we are unique in that way because just talking about smell of vision in video games is kind of, for me, it's just like, oh, that's gross. Even though we may be talking about something nice. Well, why? Well, it's because humans are trained to separate the gross from the good. We we wear mate we we wear cologne and perfume to smell better to other people that you know are going to somehow like us if we don't smell a certain way or whatever. Like we're really weird about it. So Do you I, see that thing though, where my finger is that teardrop shaped thing? Uh, yeah. What is that? That's a smell thing. So you put scent in it and water and oh, like the smell of lavender fill up the house. Yeah, yeah, a diffuser. diffuser. Those are scents cool. are good. Yeah, they like are it. good, but yeah. here's the problem. Like, scents are good. Like, do you want to smell something nice? Simulator is a fine experience. But at a certain point, and this is not a, a condemnation of VR in general. I think there's plenty of forward momentum we can still do. But at a certain point, we need to own up to the fact that we do not actually want to do the things that we have to do in our video games. Mm. We do not want 100% realism. Uh, at a certain point, if a video game said, well, if you want to run, you have to actually run. And my character can only run for three seconds and then has to hold on to his knees, breathing heavily for the next five minutes of the game. That's not fun for anybody. It's a better decision to make a game where, you know, yeah, you're a little bit of a Superman. Yeah, you can double jump. I'm not able to uh, or I'm not stuck in a video game because I can't jump very high or i can't run fast enough like at a certain point you have to cut it off you have to say this is enough too much we've gone far as far as far as we need to with immersion and i i don't think smell is a direction we need to uh 
to explore. Yeah, I, you make a really good point. Uh, side note, I was looking at this artist the other day who is incredible. He can take a black and white photo, which is what he does, of something. And then he can, with charcoal and graphite, perfectly replicate that uh, that photo. Like, it's beautiful what he can do. But it, I had an existential crisis looking at it because I went, all right, now, I, I, as somebody who you know works in art, sells art, does art, uh, mostly on the stylistic side, I see something that's ultra realistic where I cannot literally tell the difference between that photo and that drawing of the photo. It did make me go, well, what do we, why we, why it took him 25 days of art of time to make that? <laughs> yeah. Why, why? Like at this point, you're not actually, you're not adding anything other than it's a huge feat of, of amazing technicality. Like I'm like blown away. This guy has this talent, but to me to make that art st- suddenly be more interesting is add a little fantasy to it, add a little unrealism to it, add something to it to make it less than just a photocopy of a thing that anybody could take with a, with a, with a camera. And to me, it's like when video games get too close to trying to accurately portray every tiny bit of realism in whatever their scenario, it's a survival game. It's a chopper, uh, you know, simulator, whatever, whatever it is. I just kind of, that's where I'm, I check out. As much as I love Chorecore, part of the reason I love Chorecore isn't because they're accurately representing real-life tasks. That would suck. I don't want that. I want it to feel kind of badass to power wash something clean and do weird stuff that I would never power wash in real life. <clears throat> or if it's, you know, a cooking simulator, I want it to be a little bit goofy and, un, you know, un, unwieldy. And it's not meant to be perfect. If it was, I wouldn't play it. That's not fun. And even, what if even, everything just smelled awesome? Like it changed <laughs> your whole te- like there's shit there, and it smells like you know uh, lavender, and it, like it's just it's a fan it's a fantasy <laughs> Why world. Are we doing it. It's a it's a fantasy world, right? Like it's someone's smell fantasy. Like so your fantasy might be uh, I have a hood and I got a couple knives and I'm cool and I'm in a barn and someone pisses me off. Uh, I gotta stab him in the back. And maybe someone's fantasy is like, what if all shit smelled like chamomile? You know, and maybe that. That could be someone else's fan. I'll tell you what I, I will say. Like, I think that maybe because anytime you open up a new sense to video gaming, you do open up a broader range of accessibility options. Mm. I think there could be some use there. You know, somebody who maybe can't rely on another sense, maybe smell can be used in lieu of that. I don't necessarily know how you would, but I mean, it could be something as simple as like, you know, hey, if you get close to a thing you're not supposed to, you get a bad smell, you know, something yeah. like that for somebody who has visual impairments or, you know, maybe if you're using audio cues, if they have uh, hearing impediments, like that would be a thing that you could do. Uh, as far as Bo's option of <laughs> shit that smells like uh, lavender, I think I would probably just buy a lavender candle and then, <laughs> then everything can smell like At it. At the very least, people who don't have arms and legs who are able to drive cars using mouth-assisted devices probably would like this. And, anyway, you know, yeah. they can oh, they control might. themselves in VR and do stuff. They might, but if, if they do, then why wouldn't they only want pleasant smells? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm spitballing here. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blue skying. I'm thinking like, what are the ways in which this could, you could find a way into our hearts, right? Yeah. We look at it and we go like, I don't want to smell stuff. I smell plenty in the day. It doesn't really enhance anything, but you know, um, if we just say no all the time, then maybe that 
wonderful use case never makes its way into our into our lives. There you go. All right. I'm well, trying to let a little light in on the smells. No, I like it. Well, mouth haptics to smell haptics. It's all coming, folks. Get ready for it. Uh, real quick here, a couple quick mentions. Facebook showing off Project Cambria. Cambria, I think is how they said it. Um, it's mixed AR VR uh, with full color pass through stuff. So basically think of it this way. Uh, AR, of course, augmented reality. You're looking at your immediate in front of you world. And part of the problem with mixed VR AR has been in the past anyway, that you'd end up with a lot of translucent weirdness and it doesn't look right. And it kind of breaks immersion and all of that other stuff. What they showed, if it is to be believed, and this is very much in the prototype stage, um, you would be able to have uh, a portal open up and look like you're about to enter Disneyland in every every VR sort of way, but still have some periphery that's AR or have it all virtual or have all AR and with just AR objects or a combination of both. It looks really impressive uh, what they're doing there. So if you don't know what full color pass through is, that's a, that's the key here uh, that, that makes this tech look interesting. And it might be released this year. I doubt it. I have high doubts about that, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's I think yeah. it's too early. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. on the Oculus, basically if I go out of my guardian zone, where I'm playing VR, it just boom, all them automatically I see the world around me. Yeah. Which is great for going to get a snack out of the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right now it's ugly though, right? Because it's cameras, it's black and white, it looks like shit. But yeah. But if it's full color and it enhances my RL experience, yeah. I might not ever take my Oculus, man. I might have it surgically installed on my face. <laughs> and, you know, if it ever drops out, I'll just remove the piece and put a new one. Like, that's the, you know, in Cyberpunk when they got the guys with the surgery because they have shit on their face like yeah. this is about as close as we're getting to permanent thing if i can fully see through the device and it can enhance my life in any ways while some guys you know uh, irritating me a little unicorn flies in the back and starts singing you know this is the song that never ends or something <laughs> like it would the possibilities are limitless on enhancing one's journey through life. It sounds like and, uh, sounds like an, a nightmare to me. What you're describing, but uh, well, if you don't like it, you could switch it up, right? You switch you it get up. Your yeah. Little hand controller out, and he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just changing the song." He's Can like, I turn around and like sever that that unicorn in half with a knife, like a virtual knife or something? That's what I want to do. Because yeah, I mean, yeah, if you could. I mean, like I said, the world. The world will never be the same after the, the the entirety of the internet and people's creativity can just be there permanently. Yeah, let that fl- yeah. let those juices flow as as the kids are fond of like, saying. Uh, what's that one? There was I don't know if it was, there was a phone app where to encourage you to get you running, it would pretend you were chasing being chased by zombies. Yeah. Well, what oh. if you have a VR headset? And you're like, oh, I need to run, but I don't feel like it. But what if I? Bink, oh, it's zombies, and they smell like poo. Let, let me run. I want to feel like jogging all of a sudden. Uh, you know, it would be fun. Yeah. I I, I mean, it, as much, obviously, everyone's hearing this and hearing how stoked Bo is about VR right now because you're playing a lot of this stuff, but we're seeing a lot of this stuff. I mean, keep but in I mind, agree with I'm you. pro-hive mind, too. Like, I, I've got some out-there opinions on what I think the future is going to is happen, and yeah. I'm, I'm happy for the future. Yeah, <laughs> I am I'm very too. happy for what they will experience. I am too. I it's really easy to get bunged up in in naysaying because it's change or it's different, or even in this case that it's you know Facebook's involved or Meta's involved, and we're all irritated with Meta. But you know, from a futurist standpoint, this stuff's badass. It's yeah, cool as hell. Actually, we won't need our bodies anymore once we figure out how to take the energy out uh, and sur- the energy survives in a different form without the need for our bodies. 
then we can travel the universe as energy. It'd be great. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it now. Yeah, but you know, I, we won't get to see it probably. No, probably Zucker, not. Zuckerberg will. <laughs> yeah, he'll get to see it because he's being he's being preserved slowly with a special yeah. uh, injection every day. Um, <clears throat> a final note before I get to this big email uh, uh, string of emails here: Outriders did not break even, um, and they were even on Game Pass, and they didn't quite pull it out. I don't know what happened there. But That's in 2021, yeah, it was a rough year for them. I don't know we anybody. We were on Game who, Pass. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know anybody who looked at Outriders and went, that looks awesome. Yeah, but like, didn't they everybody just... who looked at that game looked at that game and went, it looks like somebody else trying to capitalize on this flash in the pan interest of what's popular at the moment. Like, uh, Game Pass feels like, you know, probably the smartest decision they did in reaction to it it's probably the closest they got yeah no i agree with that and i think that's i, I think i mean i, I don't thought think, it was pretty good i don't think game it pass guarantees like anything but you maybe know. slightly better anthem but in fact but they, most of the time i saw footage of it i was like is this anthem yeah yeah maybe it's not surprising what i find surprising is they were one of the first games on game pass like and we you know i was talking last week i'm like they must have got a pretty generous check out of like well they weren't one of the first ones they were our, our it's pretty it was late pretty in the cycle. Early on in my it, okay, so I guess I'm thinking of it like when I got my Xbox, mm-hmm. <laughs> that came out pretty recently. Yeah, that's true. Same time because I paid full price for it in Steam, and then it came out like a week later on a Game Pass, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how did you not break even when Bo gave you eighty dollars and then also played it on Game Pass? Like, like, how is this a failure? <laughs> like, you know, maybe you didn't make sales. Great. But you got the Microsoft money. Like, what are you whining about? Apparently you know? they didn't get enough. Yeah, that's it what I mean. Square I'm just Enix, like, so, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we exactly. all know they that's... have lofty goals for all their Oh, yeah. Properties. Who knows? It may have been wildly successful, but by their measurement, freaking. You didn't make $500 billion failures. All of you. Yeah. You should be ashamed to call yourselves game developers. Yeah. It's basically what they sell these guys off then, though, because these are part of that sell off, I think. Uh, no, no, they're still with them. Are they still there? Okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's people like, can fly. By the way, uh, pick it up there, people can fly. You really, you really <laughs> lagging on the sales uh, there. For the record, just just for the record here, um, what's this game called? I already forgot. What's it called? Uh, Outriders. Out, Outriders. Uh, Outriders was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteenth. Uh, third party game released on Game Pass day one uh, in the history a, of the Xbox. So there's I mean, that. I remember it being a big deal on launch day and stuff. Like, granted, John's right. I mean, this is not like, you know, a uh, super well heralded game, but like, we're, we're, <laughs> we talked about this is why people are going to mobile. It's like, it's a competently put together game. It might not be blowing your socks off, it might not be for you, but <laughs> it's like, it's a good game. It's a good product. Like there's there's nothing wrong with the product. It may not be for you. May not shoot how you like. I enjoyed. I didn't play it that much because I was playing other things. But I had nothing. I didn't really have anything bad to say about it. Yeah, I thought I mean? it was and, fine. And it was fine. I get it. You can make the best game in the universe and it doesn't sell. Like you can make the best movie in the world and can flop. But they got some of that Microsoft money. I mean. Is Microsoft not giving that much money? <laughs> like, well, I mean, I, how I is think this a the, failure? You know, it gets crazy. Well, I think what they're me. saying is it didn't break even in 2021, which means oh. that they were the long tail of those games is not about being on Game Pass. It's about people up buying the extras for it for a game like yeah, that. They, they lost money. They, yeah, they money lost money. A loser. 
Yeah, and I don't I think don't, Microsoft don't, don't expect Outriders too. Yeah, and Microsoft doesn't swoop in and go, "We're just going to go ahead and fund it. Whatever you don't make, don't worry. We got." I don't think they do that. But I think Outriders no, no, no. is a bummer because uh, if I was to compare the two, I would play Outriders over that Marvel game, which was another looter shooter. I'd play it over that in a heartbeat. Another Square Enix game that is not very good and probably succeeded more because of its name and its IP. And Outriders was like a fresh new thing. And I like fresh new things in terms of, you know, IPs and stuff. I don't want everyone yeah, just to Yeah, except it didn't look like a fresh new thing. It well, looked like everything that was coming out at no, the time. No, you're not wrong about that. But I, but I agree with Bo that it's not... There was nothing inherently like terrible about that game. It was a co-op looter shooter that wasn't Borderlands, which we don't have a lot of them. Destiny no. doesn't count. <laughs> well, and also <laughs> keep in mind, the nice thing about Borderlands has always been and still is, including Tina's Wonderworld, whatever that's, the new one's called, Tina's Wonderlands. Yeah. Um, they're all, they all get to be these, these co-op looter shooters without the need for persistent servers, without the need that's for right. all this hooey hooey and all this up buy and up sale. They're just games. And, Weirdly, I respect well. I respect that more than I thought I would, because I'm kind of different beasts. That's all. Yeah, you know, I'm tired of like all these Warframe guys and trying Destiny to. Destiny are in their own silo. They're all looter shooters, but yeah, they're trying to squeeze money out long term. These games they release like traditional games, and it's great that they have multiplayer components. Yeah, this is all good. And point. and there aren't tons of looter shooters. If it isn't your favorite, that's fine. But like any excuse to get in with four friends, putting that effort, like I'm going to give props to it. Yeah. So. We got a new one coming. When's that um, 40K one coming out? It's still this year, I think. Uh, Space Marine 2? No, no. The, I am looking forward to that. Oh, Yeah, oh my. Yeah, let's not oh, get too excited. I'm so excited yeah. for that. Um, um, but uh, War, uh, Dark Tide. Dark Tide, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Dark Tide. Whatever equivalent they got to Saltspire, who I played on the top of the show today. I don't know if you guys noticed. Yeah, I Saltspire. noticed. I was yeah. so happy, dude. That <laughs> just was for, great. Just for fun. One of the best voice acted characters in the history gaming. Of I agree. All time. I agree. I, I went, think yeah. to the to the point. That's a 40k game. It's yeah. already going to get eyeballs from its name. It's following up on Vermintide, which yeah. has a well regarded history. Same devs. It's yeah. not a new property with a generic name with a story eerily similar of Anthem that looks also exactly like Destiny. Like it's just. You know, I, I'm not saying that they didn't, there weren't people who put their heart and soul in Outriders. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but I am saying the writing was on the wall for it. Yeah, felt like it. I wish it would have been more traditional, um, not not trying to be the model of Destiny. Instead, just try to be its own thing. So it didn't feel like they were just trying to get on that bandwagon. I don't know. Um, that bandwagon like, is dumb. I hate it. Here, Heroes of the Storm is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. And definitely my favorite MOBA. But it was also a, you know, it came too late and it tried to be different in the wrong ways and it didn't take off. Like, it's, it's the same issue here. Like, I, I do have a level of empathy for him, but at the same time. It didn't take off according to Blizzard. Yeah, Blizzard. Blizzard standards. <laughs> that, that game was fine. I don't trust any shit around Heroes of the Storm. Like, yes, they could have done more to entice the esports crowd and stuff, but like. I don't trust it. Square Enix has really just opened my eyes to be like, I don't believe these companies when they say games are failures. So I have, yeah. I don't either. Cause you shift the perspective and say, okay, what if heroes was made by a smaller team? Uh, maybe still a big budget, but a smaller team and it's just as good. Nobody would call that a failure. They would call that a runaway, amazing indie success. And right. um, so these expectations, these companies have is when they get to a certain size, I just don't think it's tenable in the long term. 
It's also hard to gauge because if it was made by a different company, it wouldn't be the Blizzard properties in it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, that's definitely part of the value. Was that. You know, anyways, it's sorry, source spot. I, I love this. this I love Dwight Schutz's comment in the chat. There are now 40K, 40K games. There's that many of them. There are a lot. There are quite a few. Yeah. They just give their license to a lot of people. Some of those games are amazing. Some of them are just whatever. But Dark Tide is made by the the uh, the other people, the same people that made uh, uh, Vermintide. And they have a crack record also. Uh, a crack record. A crack record. Yeah. They do a lot a of crack. Of crack. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to that game. Like a lot, yeah, and I've been I've been play playing that, that XCOM play. like all week. Um, I didn't put it on my list because I'm just playing through it. But that thing's great, XCOM and the hell out of 40k right now. Anyway, uh, let's uh, move on to these emails. Yeah, that's right. We're going to do a bunch of emails today, uh, given the slow news week that we're having, and uh, that starts with this. That's a good question. And uh, we'll do these first. We'll get to what we're playing uh, as well today. So stick around for that, and we'll get to as many of these as we can that make sense. For example, this one from Soshi Sen. These all came, by the way, to talktothecore at gmail.com. You're encouraged to do that as often as you like. Uh, this is regarding Valheim servers. Hello, all. In episode 308, Bo mentioned a core server for Valheim. The reasons behind not making it was people stealing from others and the cap of 10 people at a time. Well, for the first reason, you can build wards in the game that allow people to protect their bases. Only the owner and those few who can... Uh, or, sorry, and only those few who uh, allow can build, uh, destroy, or loot items protected by the ward. Uh, as for the second, mods. Uh, there are several mods out there that allow for all kinds of customization, one of which is called Valheim Plus. Uh, among a long list of game aspects it can change, it allows you to increase the number of people that you can log in at any given time to your server. Now, I doubt Valheim would handle thousands of people logging into the same server, but you can at least increase your core number of players for your server. I'm curious how much, though, that would be. Like, are we talking 8, 10, well, 20, 30, 40? You can, you, can, you can make it MMO style, but just to interrupt the email, there's a few things I looked into it. Mm-hmm. So, like, Shockbite, for example, I can, I'm paying for server hosting. Yeah. If I want to have more people in concurrently, i got to pay them more. Oh, okay. So, so they'll I'm not do that. paying to host some 300 person server. You know what I mean? So sure, the sure. only alternative is for me to run my own server. And I don't feel like getting into it because when you rush run a server, you might get ex- there's an exploit. You know, your, your computer's open to the internet if you're not protecting it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. So. Uh, it goes on to say now I understand if you want to beat the game while well, the current bosses, at least without mods for pure progression. Uh, just figured that I'd let you know about this option in the future. My friends and I had a blast killing Yalgluth, the current last boss. He says, sorry for making me pronounce it. I don't know if I got it right. Yag- Yagluth? You Yagluth. know, if you put enough of an accent on it, I think you just get a pass. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, it says, yeah. without mods, and then turn right around starting over on a modded server. Uh, we did the same thing with the latest patch, exploring the ice caves without mods, complaining the whole time, and then with mods, still complaining for different reasons. <laughs> if you need more information or help setting up these mods, feel free to reach out, uh, and I can help you. It says Soshi Sen, yours in this live and the next. Ooh, I like that. Look yeah. at that. I like that. It's good. Yeah, well, I appreciate the heads up and the information. It's good information. It is. Um, Have you been in there yeah, since? Uh, you probably, I know you've been so much VR. You probably haven't been in Valheim for a bit, but. Uh, oh, yeah, I played last week. It's oh. on my list. I think it's on my list. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, Mike, uh, you know, Mike's like, you guys are leaving me for VR. <laughs> I don't know. We're still playing Valheim. Well, I think come, Mike, you know, I, Mike I would love that. Uh, you should get, Mike should get a VR thing. He'd love it. Oh, yeah. He just discovered Minecraft with the sun two days ago. Oh, Lord. 
Yeah. And he couldn't, ins- he, he's like, he bought it. And then he, I got a call from him, which I never get calls from. He's like, so I bought Minecraft on the Xbox game store <laughs> yeah. on the, P- on the PC, but it's, I can't, it's not anywhere. I'm like, is it in your library? No. <laughs> you know, five minutes is said, I'm like, try shutting down the Xbox game store. How long? He puts his laptop to sleep. Restart your computer. It's been two years. <laughs> Go ahead and give that thing a restart, big guy. <laughs> Restarts the computer, loads up Xbox. It's there. I'm like, he's like, thank you. You know, you're the IT guy, yeah. and you're like, I didn't really do that much, <laughs> but people are so like, it's broken, and they stole my money. Are you so, sure yes. you weren't talking to my mother? Because that's it sounds like a problem she'd have. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He's a little behind. Like yeah. I said, he took a real hard stance. This is I've said it on the show, Mike. Divorced gaming. Yeah. Over Final Fantasy 14, 11. I mean. Yeah. You know, where he lost like three levels after playing for two weeks to gain those levels, and he didn't play games for like a decade or two. He's like, man, you imagine? So just he's being way that behind, man. and he's very cautious about what he dips his toes into, and that's you know, that's, that, him. that's hilarious. Uh, and those guys are great. We'll talk about Crofton later because we played with him last night. Um, let's see. Here's one from Don. Don wrote in about Activision Blizzard King says, when or if Microsoft takes over Activision Blizzard, in your opinion, will they keep these three studios, Activision, Blizzard, and King, together? My hope would be to disentangle Blizzard from the rest, but I don't know how integrated these studios are due to the the greater company. Uh, I would think that a split of Activision Blizzard would get rid of a level of management stupidity that is occurring, says Don. You know, I hadn't actually thought about this before, but this acquisition is them getting everything why wouldn't they split those up and let them kind of be their own thing? They, they, I don't know that there's much that ties them the, together other than ownership currently. There's no tech that does. Like uh, the launcher does between Blizzard and Activision, but who knows if they're going to keep Battle.net as a launcher for, <laughs> yeah, for the PC specifically. But, yeah, but in that case, you're uh, just talking about a little infrastructure for server management and uh, this is a gateway. But other than that, like development-wise, I think you could... Yeah. They're already pretty disconnected. So I I, I think it would be, I think it would probably be in their interest to do it. Like I said, I think the only place I can think of where Activision and Blizzard kind of mix is the fact that you can get Activision games through the Battle.net app, Um, which who knows if they'll keep it, who knows what they're going to do with that. And, you know, they may decide to keep it and make it just for Blizzard games. They may decide to get rid of it integrated into the uh xbox app who knows what they're gonna do um but i think it would be a good time to do it you know can you split a publicly traded company like that um well when it's under your ownership as a sub publicly traded company in microsoft if somebody's gonna lose out you know what i mean oh i see what you mean if some shareholders lose out on value because yeah, Blizzard's going away, and, and it, 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 like I don't know how that works. Well, I'm assuming yeah. it could, but I'm assuming it's not easy because they're affecting people's, you know, uh, 401ks and, and hedge funds, et cetera, or whatever. You know, like it's I don't know. Yeah, it's very. It's actually a really curious question because I don't know that I've considered it at all to this point. I just kind of thought of it as a big lump thing, and really in my head, I'm only really caring about Blizzard and what their future is. Because I don't care what King's doing, and I don't really care what Activision's doing. So part of me, this is the first time I've just had to kind of come to grips with, oh, yeah, that's right. These are three entities all balled up, and are, are we going to keep them balled up? I, I don't know. I don't know what that what the rules are. I did just notice, I was looking at my collector's edition of Diablo 3 over there on the floor. There's no Activision name on any Blizzard 
physical products. So they weren't even like publisher for Blizzard games. I mean, they are in effect because they're all the same company or they're all part of the same company, but their name's not on any of that stuff that I can see. Yeah, I mean, Activision Blizzard King might be... I don't know. I don't know what they're registered as versus what's what. Maybe they're just that name, mm. but it's still it's still going to affect shareholders in some way. It's not. I'm sure they can still do something, but it's not as easy as Phil Spencer going like, you know... <laughs> Thou art now just Blizzard. Go and be free, <laughs> except give Microsoft their cut of royalties. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it works like that either. Because, like, the same thing with... See, this actually, we have a good example of this. They they now, the deal with Bethesda went through, and Bethesda, or Zenimax, they own Arcane and id and, um, you know, the proper studios at Bethesda and all that stuff. So they're already kind of doing this. Maybe on a smaller yeah, scale. Yeah. I mean, it'll be learning for me. I, I don't really know. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Well, there I you mean, go. I don't. I, I. Yeah. I don't have anything against the actual Activision side of things. Just the buttholes. <laughs> that that the, the one butthole in particular. That. Yeah. There's one to, butthole and then a bunch of little buttholes. Clear out all the buttholes and who cares if they're all three together? It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't. I, don't, I think the, the name itself doesn't really matter. Like it's it's whoever's not a not directing the company great and b uh you know also not being great to other human beings yeah <laughs> just people who are not harassing people put those in people who are harassing people or giving other people shit or making it hard to work there get them out done deal 68 billion dollars you're done <laughs> i mean call uh, call it uh you know call it your duty call, <laughs> call it, it your poop. duty call it Call it Pooh Blood Entertainment. Uh, you know, if it's a good game, I'll play it, right? Like oh, I don't want to play Pooh Blood Entertainment games, though. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but uh, you know, just clear, yeah, clean, clean up your deal, and then we'll see. That's all I'm saying. We'll see. Uh, here comes uh, another one from Will, who wrote in and said, um, this is about our whole issue of not finishing games. I play a lot of games. I don't finish as many as I'd like, that sort of thing. Hey, Scott, John, and Bo, just listened to the end of your Blizzard reveal commentary, and I think about what John has been teasing Scott about for a while, namely not finishing games. And it got me to wondering, why is finishing a game important? I guess if the game has a really strong narrative or you think of games like stories, sure, you want to see the end, but I often treat games like travel. You're getting into visit a new place, but you don't necessarily see all of it. Rather, it's about uh, rather it's about the experience. I've finished plenty of games, but have definitely left far more unfinished, and I still enjoyed the time spent. Skyrim is a prime example. Hundreds of hours put in, never finished the main quest line because I didn't really care that much about it. I'm curious to hear what you guys uh, say when you discuss this more. And thanks if you end up reading this. You guys are the highlight of my weekly podcast rounds. Thank you, and keep up the great work. Will, P.S., definitely with John on Scott playing more horror games as long as his doctor signs off. Smiley face. <laughs> um, all right. So the, I was thinking about this when I put the email in. Um, uh, well, a, I should make this clear. The 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 stuff John says, does it's all in jest and fun, and it's never serious. Uh, secondly, Sometimes I do think I treat my game library and that doesn't matter what platform I'm on. I treat it like an arcade where I'm kind of go into that arcade and go, what am I in the mood for? I'm in the mood for this and I'm in the mood for that, but for not super long, if I get a couple hours in, I'm like, okay, I've satiated my, my need for a shooter or for a driving game or whatever it might be. And, and I know that game will still be there later and I can come back to it. 
So in a weird way, I'm more about like go in, ooh, a new game. I got to see what that's about. Ooh, another new game. I got to try that instead of, wow, this one's got me hooked. I'm going to see it all the way through. I don't think that's the necessarily a, this is not, uh, I, I'm not prescribing this for anyone else. I know there are other people like me out there, but that's just, I think the way I do it. Once in a while, something will grab me and I'll haul ass through it and I'll love it and I'll beat it. Uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 was that for me a couple of weeks ago. I just could not stop until I finished it, which ironically, John recommended that game or brought it up again, which has got me to play it again. Um, And who knows when that will happen to almost any game I own. I find myself going back to stuff I thought I would never finish and I get a taste for it again. Something like that happened this week, which I'll get to when we get to games. And I'll get way, way into it. Will I finish it? I don't know. May not be that turn. Maybe a different turn down the road. But that's that's where my head's at with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, to give a little peek behind the curtain on where it came from, I genuinely don't care if Scott finishes any video games or a lot of video games. It doesn't actually bother me. It's uh, I have a bad habit. If somebody makes a big declarative statement, I I have a bad tendency to then go, all right, well, let's test it. And the whole like, well, how many video games have you finished, Scott, has come from it came from two things. One, it came from Scott's tendency to say that a game was his game of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he <laughs> likes to declare games his game of the year. Sometimes too early, sometimes way too early. I do that. <laughs> sometimes very early. It's like, a, look, I only played an hour and a half, but if you ask me right now, it's my game of the year. Yep. So it came from that. And then uh, it was Ghost of Tsushima when he was like, I will finish this game. Yeah. So then I was like, th- then next week, I don't think it was even on his list or like a week shortly thereafter. And so it just kind of became a fun way to rib a declarative yeah, sure. statement that Scott had made. Sure. For the, for just, the record, I still, I am going to finish that game, but I take your point. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. It's like, all right, well, I'll hold you to it. We'll ask about it. We'll put up a list and then it kind of becomes a meme of itself. And it just, it just rolls on from there. Um, but I actually think probably one of the greatest strengths to this show, to be honest, is that Scott plays a hundred different games a week. And I think that that's a positive. And if he was stopping to finish every single one of them, uh, that wouldn't be the case. We'd have a lot less to talk about. We'd be exposed to a lot less games. I'd probably have a bit more money because sometimes he does talk me into them. I bought the Warhammer game he talked about last week. So, you know, it happens. It's effective. I haven't played it because I got too many other games to play. Right. Uh, And unlike Scott, I stuck to just a few this week. So you know, it is all in good fun. Um, and I do think, you know, there's people that are going to focus in and really play through whatever they're playing. I think there's people that play like they're at the arcade and I think both are good. Um, but it's just a fun way to rib Scott. A little yeah. Bit. It's content is the way I look at it. Yeah. So just like keep- me trying to get him to buy stuff on street. Like <laughs> yeah. that's another, like that's another, I did it one time and it worked and then it became something that was always funny to me. And is that a skin? It was a skin in I heroes, did. right? Is that the first yeah. one? Yeah, it was like a skin for Jaina. Yeah. Or no, I think the Jaina skin was something I always tried and just was never succeeding. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> it just becomes little show <laughs> jokes. Yeah, there's show bits and things. Um, and I, you know, whatever the the audience of this show is no stranger to giving me a hard time about chore core, but it doesn't bother me. I love those games. They're great. I just got some pet DLC. Thanks to the d- developer sent me a code pet DLC for for house flipper. Oh, yeah. even, how's <laughs> that even going to work? In it? I don't That's know. I, I think there's pets somehow. And I don't know if that means like after I've flipped your house, I fill it with pets or am I cleaning up after pets? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm stoked to get in there. I'm going to try it tomorrow. So 
I'll let you guys know on the next core how the pets DLC is for House Flipper, which that game, I, it might be the king of all chore core. And the reason I say that, not it's not my favorite chore core game, but it might be the proper king because it since its launch, it's always enjoyed huge, hugely successful reviews, lots of players, uh, multi-platform. Everyone loves it. It's on Game Pass now. Everyone loves that game. But they just have kept pumping new content into it. I think 2018 it came out and it still feels like they're still just like, all right, we got this new, we got garden DLC. Yo, Hey, get ready. We're doing rich people backyard shit. Here it comes like they just really get into it. So uh, I, I respect those guys. They're, they're great. Uh, all right, let's move on to this one. This will be a good one for John F F 14 add ons. You know, that's the final fantasy 14 right there. It's a big topic right now. It is. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen add-ons, streamer meltdowns, and mental health. That's what this email goes through. All right. This is from Lodvar, a.k.a. Bjorn. He's been a longtime listener of various things on the Frog Pants Network. Bjorn. He says, uh, what was our name of our healer bot, Bo, last night? That wasn't Bjorn. Ben- Benoit. Benoit. Benoit, that's right. It's the name francophone. We named it. Um, we had this stupid periodic little totem that Bo got a card for ben- yeah, the, Benoit has a chapeau, a hat on the eye. One of them. <laughs> yeah, and he does, and he'll heal you, random per- person in your party every other turn or every three turns or something, whatever it was. And yeah. uh, Bo named him Benoit. Healing. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I can think of is Benoit. And then also, what we have? We had what was yeah, f- we had Larry the fire elemental and Gary the ice elemental. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that was a good. We had time. two Garys fighting each other. This is how you know a good game when you start naming shit like that and having fun with it. Anyway, uh, here we go. Hello, wizard, rogue, and Canadian. I like that. Rogue? You mean Rouge? Oh. It is Rouge, though. Oh, he did write Rouge. I think he meant Rogue, though. I'll be either. I'm fine with that. Because you want to be, because you're always a rogue. That's the deal. Yeah, but I'll also be Rouge if you want me to. Or Rouge. You'd love the the Demio Rouge. Rouge, that's the French word for Rouge. I mean, Rouge. He would, don't you think, don't you think John would love the, the rogue in that game and Demio? Cause that rogue is a, a girl, B a super badass rogue type and does these amazing. I appreciate that you put a, a girl first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he loves to play the girls. Scott knows, Scott knows who he's talking to. Yeah. Hey, he likes playing it's the ladies. playing as girls. I like playing a battle sister and uh battle sister. I never knew I wanted to be a space nun that murdered, uh, <laughs> heretics i freaking love that archetype it's so good i get in the weirdest argument with somebody two three days ago about why i love 40k and how it makes me a bad person and they were convinced that me enjoying themes like uh keeping this sort of undead emperor alive for thousands of years and it's nothing but war that's all that world is and tech yeah. priests who rip out half of their biology and put machines in its place and they I mean, worship the Omni Messiah. Yeah. They just think if I'm a dark dude. you're listening to 1985 called, they want you back. Like, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you play D&D. You must be a Satan worshiper. How can you enjoy demons and wizards? Like, yeah. it's the same thing. Like, it's just some bullshit that we like, like piss off. Yeah. You like, you might like Big Bang Theory. Like, it's a bad show. We're not telling you that that's not what nerds are really like. Yeah. It's just what people's ideas of nerds. So. It's a very odd email back and forth but to that person i as i said in the email and i'll say it again to each their own uh okay he says this i'm guessing uh sorry i'm guessing the square enix hit uh on add-ons will be a subject today and the fallout that has been happening in the wake of that my email is about one of the more uh more periphery of that and i hope it can spark some good discussion yesterday a person in his mid-20s had a personal breakdown on twitch 
His chat got to him and it was not the first time. He obviously needs to work on his temper and some other mental issues. He has since apologized and told uh, and told some told about some of his struggles without using his ADHD as an apology. However, in the wake of this, parts of some communities have organized and mass reported him and several profiled YouTubers have been farming him. I don't know what that means. Farming. Do you guys know what that means? Framing him. Maybe, maybe they mean frame. Cause he wrote farm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Framing him will say, and is obvious mental issues for content, uh, in many, many videos. Oh, farming using his content. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's worse. Yeah. It could be. It could be both. Honestly. Oh no, farming. Kind of right. But, like yeah. people are farming. Yeah. People are farming Johnny Depp and Amber Heard for content. Like, that's, oh, right that's now. what they. That's yeah. what they mean. It's not okay. their content. Like you know, but they're like everyone wants to see it. It's controversial, so they're farming. So when I did a video today, I did a video today on YouTube about the the Starfield delay. Am I farming yeah. them? Is that what I'm doing? Yeah. Am I? Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, I mean, if if your revenue comes if, from the bullshit of the industry, then you're that's your far, you're farming controversy. Well, what if it's not bullshit? It's, it's just news. Farming the news right now. It's not well, inherently news, bad. Like people what I mean say bullshit. it like it is, but it, it's it's not. Like if you're a content creator, especially if you're going to react or do commentary or offer opinions on things, you're going to have to farm topics. Right. Like, yeah. You're yeah. not sitting out there doing your own journalism, reporting on your own story. You're re- uh, most of the news stories we report it have come from other sources. Like we're farming that content for our content. Like yeah. it is just the nature of what content creation is. Okay. So it's not inherently bad right. in this case, it's being used as a look at what they're doing and it's probably not good, yeah. but um, it, it is not an inherently bad term. It's internet speak, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, farming is the thing we do in wow. And, and farming is the thing tech companies do to people, but and the, yeah, and they can know. have different. You can call anything yeah. far, anything that you work that isn't farming can ironically be called farming. Yeah, okay, that makes sense to me. I guess in this case, I would see it as a negative because they're taking this this poor guy's breakdown and having having their way with it, you know, yeah. which is well, you know, it's kind of dark. I mean, even the news is farming real people's woes, right? Look, this guy got murdered over on Central. They put a knife in his anus. Said Billy, over to you with the weather. It's yeah. like, you know, like, wow. that's somebody's poor life. Uh, that that they're just putting up there to farm for content. Anus you know? stabbing straight to weather. That's dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. Don't man. put me in charge of a newsroom. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't let Bo do your transitions. Whatever you do. I think I think I think you're in his blood. <laughs> Oh yeah, got to be a patron to know what that means. We talked a whole, we had a whole discussion on sign up on Patreon. I think if you urine is blood and soda is urine. Yeah, so soda is urine. The, you're all vampires. That's right. Coca Cola Corporation. We all have carbonated blood as the as the end result. Uh, all right, back to his thing. He says, um, uh, but, 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 but personally, I think he needs a break from streaming. As a father of a kid with ADD and traits of the autism spectrum, I can see when enough is enough. Uh, so should all of us as streamers and creators yourself. How do you react over this? I think we just I think we just did. Uh, all the best to you, Chuckleheads. Thanks for the great gaming podcast. One of the highlights of my week for me. Take care, Bjorn. Um, yeah, I mean, to just put a button on it, I think that that treating other people's misfortune uh, and exploiting that as content and or whatever, I think that's bad. Um, it is easy. It's the whole punch up, punch down thing, right? So... If somebody like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of somebody who's just kind of a douche. Um, 
in, in, in famous circles. I don't know who, and I don't want to get political, so I'm not going to pull any of those names, but just like, you know, just make up a name. Just call let's say Dickerson. What was it? Give me it again. Dickie Dickerson. Okay. Dickie Dickerson, famous actor is, uh, ripping on kids with, um, with, uh, uh, autism. Let's say he's making fun of autistic children. We're making this guy up. This is a little easier to do this here. This is like Star Trek. You make up space stuff and then you can talk about real issues, right? That's kind of what we're doing. So Dickie Dickerson just being a total dick to these autistic kids and just going, what a bunch of dummies. Pull yourselves up by your bootstraps and learn how to read a book, you little piece of shit. Asperger, my ass or, you know, whatever. Okay. That's that Dickie Dickerson. Not me. It's him. That's punching down and that's punching down hard. Um, I don't think... If I was to then punch back up to Dickie Dickerson, there's some justice in that because that's punching up. And to me, there's that's always been a dynamic that exists, but maybe sometimes it's hard to tell where the line is. So yeah. my safety mechanism on that is if you don't know, and oftentimes we don't. I think John said once, I never forgot when John said this. John, I don't know if you knew you had this impact on me, but some years ago, you said, if there's anything I've learned about things it's that i hardly know anything about any of it and you said it in you said it in <laughs> yeah, context that sounds though. like me right there <laughs> you said it in context with i think it may have been the blizzard abuse stuff i'm not sure so it's like a year ago or something i can't remember yeah. why it came up or what the context was but but it really landed on me as yeah like 99 percent of the time from our limited perspective of just seeing an out, a, re, a thing on Twitter that outrageous or one single post on Facebook or whatever it is, or one person having a meltdown, we, we want to jump to, well, now we know everything and we are now standing in judgment of this thing, but we really don't know shit about yeah, what they've been through. Much. We don't know yeah, anything. Because it, this guy, before he had his meltdown, might have had react videos on someone else's meltdown. Like... The thing is, whether you have ADHD or autism, not if you step into certain rings, uh, you know, you give as good as you get, right? And when you're in the React world, where you're like, "Look at this idiot! It's a Ronald Reagan video. What a moron! What was he saying in the '80s?" And then people go to your stream and they're like, "Oh, what a moron!" You're. It's not that you're getting what you deserve, but you just. You got if you give it, you got to be able to take it. So if this is a nice person that puts out positive vibes into the world, and people are just shitting all over him because he's frustrated, then he had a breakdown. I feel like you know, leave poor people alone, right? Like yeah, if they're if they're not putting that energy out there, then you know this isn't fair. But you know if uh, I don't know if uh, who, who, like if Doctor Mustache has a bad day because he cheated on his wife again, and everyone wants to shit on him, he shits on people all the time. I'm like, have at her, you know what I mean? Like, do it, right? Who's, who's Doctor? Oh, Doctor so, Disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> like Doctor yeah, Mustache. Like, who is this? So, yeah, like, this like is have at it, man. A... Like, go for it. Like, <laughs> I don't care about this guy or about the people he's affecting. These guys are profiteers of. They're farming controversy, and when they become the controversy, they both want it and don't want it. So it's like you're WWE wrestlers; like, don't mm. cry about it, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. This is tricky because I know exactly who the emailer is talking about, and so it's it's one thing when somebody is like, "Oh, hey, here's the thing. What do you think broadly on the category?" It's another thing when I see the email and I go, "Well, I know who they're talking about," and I have complicated opinions on the person they're talking about. Like, I don't. To me, it's not looking at as it's presented in the email. To me, it's somebody that 
I know their Who history. Is Who, is I, I, Who is it? Who is it? Is Pyromancer. He mm. oh, got, is that, that guy that freaked yeah, out about? He he freaked out. Uh, had a big meltdown about um, World of Warcraft. I saw that, and uh, it, it got a lot of traction. It got him a lot of attention when he moved over to Final Fantasy. Um, he's gotten criticized for some of the language he's used in streams before. He's gotten criticized for uh, calling other streamers' wives' names. He's gotten in trouble now again for another outburst. Now, that's not to say that there aren't things he's struggling with. We shouldn't be necessarily empathetic to it, but you know, if you read this not knowing the situation, like, yeah, you probably should just let people have their struggles and and do what they got to do. If you know more about them, you might go and go, eh, I don't know, there's always been something a little off. Um, at the end of the day, I think rather than focusing on a person who it is, I, I, I think I would just say, as a creator, right, how do you deal with the people that come out of the woodwork to be bad actors in debates with you. Because mm. at the end of the day, like I saw bits and pieces of the, of the meltdown of what, what's being talked about. And honestly, he's not wrong. Like he got in an argument with his chat. He let it get to him. He had a lot of good points. His chat was clearly egging him on like, but how do we as content creators respond to that? I've certainly had my moments. I, mentioned on one episode we had somebody in the chat i just thought their arguments were really annoying and pissed me off and i went on a stream and i 30 minutes just talked about how i didn't name the person about how this person i thought was an idiot and how i thought their takes were bad mm. like sometimes they're just people that get to you but at the end of the day i think to me the biggest lesson i've learned as somebody who puts themselves on the internet to be judged by the masses the best thing you can do is, uh, number one, understand there's a lot of people out there arguing in bad faith. There are going to be a lot of people that hear you talk, and they're going to hear what they want to hear no matter how many times you correct or clarify or go, look, in this instance, there's going to be people that heard Scott seven or eight times talking about Dickie Dickerson, mm -hmm. a clearly made-up name yeah, in his Dickerson's scenario, right and they're going to go, yeah. I see Scott Johnson has no problem making fun of people who are uh, who is uh, autistic. Oh, yeah, you can uh, clip it. Like even, he's yeah. going to get those emails. I he's going to get people that think that no matter how many times he goes, that's not what i'm talking about that's not what i'm saying because there are people that don't actually care what scott's opinion are they just want to tear him down and find any potential spot to do it or so just get a reaction right we did it when we were kids yeah right? so the, yeah. the first thing you got to do is just acknowledge thing. like sometimes there are going to be people that just want to be edgy and just you know they think they're funny and they're usually not and just let them be what they're going to be but the other thing is is you know we we have a decent size discord but it's pretty quiet in there we don't not everybody participates in discord that listens to the show i like to be active in there i like to talk to people but uh one thing that i have learned is sometimes people want to talk to you and sometimes people want to talk about you mm -hmm. and if you're a content creator you have to allow people both opportunities mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah, you can just make people have a phone number and an email address and wait a day before commenting in your chat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, I put a big um, old condom on my Twitch stream. <laughs> yeah. But, so. um, but like the thing is, is I, if I go to discord after, you know, after we do a show, there's a pretty good chance. I might see someone go, 
I don't know why John said this, or I don't know why the guys are saying this and go, that's not what I said. That's not what I meant. Yeah. And I think it's important to be able to recognize the difference between does this person actually care? Does this person want to have a conversation with me about it? Or does this person just want to talk about the show? Yeah. Yeah. And recognizing the difference there, I think is also important too. Um, I don't know if that helps either of these. That but sounds again, super to, reasonable and super uncool in terms. Well, of, yeah, it's not going to be you know, popular on the internet yeah. because it's not edgy, and I'm not throwing shade. Right, anybody, I, I agree with everything you said. It's very rational, reasonable, and and thought out, and mm-hmm. boring. Right, yeah, you know, like nothing, in that world that he, people matter. Yeah, in yeah. that world that he's a part of. Like I follow some of these big streamers that I've talked crap about. You know, I've even come around a little, little bit on Aspen Cole, but he's just a controversy monger. Everything's like you'll never believe what this happened. You'll never believe how much I hate this. Oh, it works. It's like it, works. it's tabloid stuff, and that's where like I feel like it's not like save the soul of streaming, but like I'm always just like streaming's about just like farting and picking your nose and playing some games with people. Like <laughs> it's been taken over by people who want to be professionals. Yeah. And if you want to enter in that space, I think it's a rough, uh, judging by there, people in there have to have a thick skin. Even, you know, the girl streamers that get picked on and get all kinds of shit laid their way. Because it's a choice. You can stop tomorrow. You do not have to do this. You're not like, the only thing I'm good at is streaming. Please Mm -hmm. treat me. It's like, I'm sure you're a smart person who can work a hundred different jobs. If you don't like the way they're treating you, you can get out. It doesn't mean we excuse the behavior. Yeah. But... You're enter, you know, every that's why I have that prophylactic. Every now and then, somebody comes in and says, "Hey, you're bald, fat, and you're probably gonna die soon." Uh, you know, when they drop into my chat, and I'm just like, "Whatever," like just ban them and not even respond. Like, I'm not here for that. <laughs> you know, I'm not here to wait. I gotta react to this. You know, like it's. But I think that like what we've learned about a lot of content creation is courting controversy is is what sells tickets yeah it does I've, I've always thought and i think i'm right if i would have taken a more controversial anger monger tact with my early instance coverage and that show and and had that grown out into youtube and other things i think i could probably could have blown up i think i could have taken that stuff way big and probably made a lot of money but it would have never felt it would have never worked because you guys I can't do it. I can't even play Among Us without I mean, film. Instead like of doing douche. three hour shows, we should do ten minute clips and we should talk about Phil Spencer shitting out of a bag and then put the clip as you'll never believe what Phil Spencer shit in this week. Like that yeah. like that like this is how we if we want to go like full carnival success on YouTube, we can do it. We have the jo- we have the jokes. We do. We have the um, we have the technology, um, we have the jokes, we have the wherewithal, we could do it, but I I can't do it. Like I, I, I don't want to do be it. the f- Phil Spencer shits in a bag guy. You know, I like, I would love it if Phil listened to the show. Phil, I think you're probably a great guy. And I just see the, the image of it out there, but I'm also terrified if you've ever listened. To, I'm all, you know what? I hope he doesn't listen to my dumb idiot ass. <laughs> he might. Uh, you know, know, you never know. Like, I, 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 I don't know. There's a lot of people listening to the show. Like mm-hmm. somebody out there is somebody I'd be like, holy shit. Like you listen oh, yeah. to me. There are people, like, there are people right now. I guarantee you're listening that even you two would be surprised that I'm aware of a couple of people I haven't talked about before who would be like, they listen to this. Really? Why do they listen? In fact, you know, one of them, one of them loves this I know this one show. of them. I yeah. can't believe it. There's like and, a, and, <laughs> yeah. Like, and like knowing it. that I'm just, I'm like, 
if I knew who listened too much, I would be tempted to be on good behavior. Well, I wouldn't talk about here's the thing, the though. Bag. Like, I, I, I think the fact that we're look, this isn't tooting horns here. I just think that we're three good guys who are trying to do some good in the world and put some positive stuff out into the, into the world. I feel like the Frog Pants Network has always attempted to try to do that. It's more about building relationships and having a more of an online family than an online following. That's a slower build. It's a longer game. It's a, it's a thing that isn't instant overnight anything. And it may never be so explosive that we're on any of those levels. And I'm okay with it. Because at the end of the day, well, whatever, I don't want to get that deep. But I, I, I would rather have three people I care about online than four million who lavishly follow me because I'm controversial. I'd rather have that. I just would. So I hope our listeners feel that vibe. At least that's what I hope. I don't, I don't know that they do and I don't want to speak for them, but it's all um, love baby here at the frog pants house. (laughs) I did get some great email spam while we were talking here. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. It's about, it's about us. Uh, This is from some company. They want to do so. Who knows? It says, I stumbled across core core gaming for core gamers on Apple podcasts. Whenever they put our full name in and they, and then, then pretend like at the end, he says, I really like what you're doing and decided to reach out. You haven't heard the show. You wouldn't call us by that name. You're just pulling well, we the first name. We won't dox or anything, but who, who, who contact? Who reached out? I don't know who, who this is. This is, uh, is there a name here? Mailerpotter.com? Never heard of it. Yeah, there you go. Oh, they there don't even go. sign their email? Oh, no. They must really be into us. Yeah, they're super into core us. Core gaming for core gamers. They this don't even... show really appeals to my fondness for core gaming for core gamers. Yeah, this is pretty. Oh, you know what? Well, that... It's not even an active domain. It's parked. Uh, Mailerpotter.com is currently parked and for sale. Oh, my Lord. All right. Well, well VM Vargo will be visiting you soon. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> that scares the shit out of me by the way if there's like any site that's down I'm like oh shit that's VM Vargas website I'm Hello, gonna be Mr. Stussy. two assassins waiting for me outside he'll, say, he'll call you Mr. Stussy in a creepy way he'll barf his lunch right up and then he'll tell you where the go to the shallow end where the turds fly and then he'll oh. pee in a mug that's his <laughs> yeah. world's best dad and make you oh I forgot about that oh my gosh you guys watch Fargo season three to understand anything we're talking about. Right? Yeah, pretty it's good. Pretty fan- good season of television right there. That entire series. I can't wait for season five. I can't wait. All right. Uh, well, thank you for that email, Bjorn. I think that is good stuff that we discussed right there. Uh, here's one from uh, Justin. Justin says, giving Martha a voice. So let's change gears here. Way less serious about internet culture and more about John's uh, Martha voice. Hey guys, just wanted to send a quick note to thank you for finally putting a voice to Martha. This opens up so many doors to this Civil War-based Steam review letter uh, thing, writing world, that John has created. Before, we didn't know anything about Martha. She was receiving the letters from the front. Or had she been receiving the letters from the front? Had she moved on from her war-torn love? Was she even still alive? But now we know. Um, I'm not sure why this 30-something-year-old man is married to a 70-year-old woman, but I'm curious to learn more. Was it an arranged marriage? Was she married to her daughter? Or what? I'm sorry. Was he married to her daughter and then decided to ditch her for some granny loving action? No kink shaming. He says, um, I must know more and look forward to learning as the letters keep getting written. Thanks for the show, guys. I f- look forward to it every week, Justin. So somebody's looking for some lore, John, and I don't know yeah. how willing you uh, are. Why but. is it always a different person writing to her, but always her <laughs> writing back? Like there's so many good questions. 
Yeah, I know. There's if you think too hard about it. Why did Seth Meyers steal this bit? There's just more questions. Oh yeah, do we have video of that? (laughs) I haven't seen it. Speaking of punching up, yeah. Speaking of punching down and punching up, Seth Meyers' Late Show apparently out of nowhere started doing like Dear Martha themed stuff with the music we use and the tone and all that. Now I haven't heard it either because I don't want to be sad. Because yeah, but I, mean, I want to talk. I, I, we need to sit down and have a three-on-one conversation with whoever's listening in Seth Meyers' writing room. All right, <laughs> I know you want to get ahead. Yeah, I know you have a career, but dude, we have so very little, <laughs> and we have so very little talent. And it's pretty not fair if you just take this shit and put it on a nationally syndicated program. I agree. Uh, I, you know, we're not taking you to copyright court, but. Sir, I hope all your. I hope you don't get a legendary in a loot box for the rest of your life. <laughs> I, I'm not like, that's mad. The, that's shit. I just need a job. Yeah. That's, all, that's all I'm going to say. Or at I'm least mad. just say. I just need a job. If you are or, there. Yeah, hire us. It's, I don't want to work on something. I don't want to work there either. I want to work on a show. I pass. Here's what they go. should do. They should yeah, just at I'm least acknowledge I it. Will. It's fine. All I want <laughs> is. <laughs> Do you want this job? I'm desperate. I'm need. Oops, sorry, need money. <laughs> I gotta work on your show, Seth. I swear it'll be good. I want them just to acknowledge it if it's true. If a writer did hear it and got inspired, just acknowledge it. Like do is a tweet. Is it Martha says, or is it a different name and just the same music? I, like, that's the that's the thing. Is like, look, I didn't come a up video with game. the bit. I think Justin Robert Young might have been the first person on the network to do it, or so, you did. Dear Marthas are not new. No, but G- the- making fun of Ken Burns isn't new, but I am the one who picked the name Martha. So anytime yeah. I hear Martha, I go, oh, where'd they oh. come up with that? Yeah. We picked Martha? I think yeah, we picked, picked Mar- Martha. Well, John picked Martha. And and is it re- are they doing reviews of some kind? Uh, well, all right. So here's what we need. I was too chicken to look it up because I didn't want to be faced with it. If anyone out there has a direct link to what this is, please send it. I searched for Seth Meyers and Martha, and all I got was him and Martha Stewart eating pizza. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, oh, apparently, yeah, I mean, dear Martha, transplanted from TM. I don't. Did were we just like joking around one day? Like I, it might be in my disease imagination. I thought I cracked a joke about it, and John took it and made it gold. Well, we like did do some. About, we were. Uh, I did. TMS, we jammed I on it live on I the first- show. Heard yeah. it because Scott, you used to play that music before I before we even did it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. you did it over something else, but it was always just like, you know, I like I said, I thought I stole it from Justin Robert Young. I thought like you played the music at one point, and he was like, "Dear Hillary," or you know, whatever, whatever like, it was, yeah. Thing. yeah. And it just eventually became Dear Martha. It might have been, yeah. And if it, it's only Martha, because to me that's the my go-to like old person so, name. It's not even not, a Batman v Superman thing. We're not claiming auteurship on the originator of this thing, though. Like, let's just be clear: we're not yeah, claiming yeah. This we're the first people to make Ken Burns. We're the first people to use that music. Yeah, you know, whatever. We have our own original little thing here that we do every week for years, and people love. And it's for Steam reviews. So maybe if they're not doing Steam reviews, maybe they're doing letters to Trump. Or then, whatever. You know, fine. Yeah. It's probably but, something but like that, is my guess. If it's like product reviews or something like that, then I'm like, okay, you know. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. I don't know. 
Like, Give us credit. Is all hire John to read the letters to Seth or something. Yeah, there you go. There he you needs go. money. Yeah, John needs money. money. Yeah, that's all I need. I don't care what anybody does. Yeah. Just give me money. Yeah, imagine. Like uh, that's my that's my policy on everything, not just or, dear Martha. Like maybe not money. You can pay him in dental work. Like you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah that wouldn't. You know mean. a good dentist? Send me that. Send me that way. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, but if I if someone sends us a link, that'd be great because I I'm chicken to look. I don't want to go look, but I'll look at a link if you send it. Uh, here's a final one for Bo. Uh, Bo, some VR recommendations from Dillweed. Okay, guy, <laughs> oh, guy Dillweed. named Dillweed. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, I just want to uh, suggest Dillweed. Dillweed, I'd love smelling some Dillweed in VR. Uh, Is Dillweed a real thing? Is that the thing? It's like a dill smell, like yeah, a like a it's a real uh, it's a real thing. like a pickle, right? Kind of a pickle. Smell? I, I don't really know. I'm just hedging. I'm, I might be wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm like it's a real thing, but I don't actually know." All right. Well, Dillweed says, uh, hey, guys, wanted to suggest a hidden gem for Bo to play. It's called Lone Echo, and it's an oh, abso- absolute must-play VR game after Half-Life Alex. The mechanics alone feel absolutely fantastic. The feeling of floating in zero gravity is oddly satisfying, but never caused motion sickness for me. Uh, you can grab nearly every object and pull it, or sorry, pull on it to launch yourself through the ship. There are fun puzzles My and obstacles. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Uh, obstacle-like courses, <laughs> areas to navigate through zero gravity. See, Seth Myers, you're missing out. This guy's great. Yeah, he's great. He's a, he's a, he's our comedy guy. Uh, on top of that, the story and the attachment I had to the main character was one of the best experiences I've ever had in a game. You do need an Oculus Link, and the game is only available in the Oculus Store. Um, you might not need the Link, though, now for the 2. I think the 2 might have this game natively but but Bo yeah. plays a lot of stuff on steam so he could do it there i'm both i'm i already have a facebook account i merged my oculus and facebook account so no new passwords it's great it's yeah fun. it works out all right um he says i know I'm how not- much Bo hates using anything other than steam but i think this game is totally worth every penny at 20 bucks <laughs> well, you, you know, don't I, hate using things that aren't well you just don't like i, I don't know what so do you like i i like all the <laughs> i like all the platforms i don't like having passwords Oh, like, I don't like a hundred thousand passwords, and I don't like uh, you know uh, a system tray as long as a porn star's member, like you know, yeah. all the way across the bottom, full of your apps, please. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I completely understand that, um, and I'm with you there. I don't like having that either. I love a unified. I mean, I don't want one password, one thing for everything, because if that ever got hacked, you're screwed because everything gets hacked. But I do like less stuff. I use one password yeah. and I really like it. I would recommend that to almost everybody. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk about where I store my passwords because I'm scared of shit of hackers. Like, I have a dinky website that's constantly under attack. My emails are constantly getting the hack attempts and all this shit. I don't know who or what it is. I, I probably signed up for some website somewhere that sold it or got, you know, I, I you know, I have been pwned.com. I'm on like 15. My email address is on like fifteen grand like list. Like, like I think every hacker on the planet has my email, some old email password combos of mine. I get constantly attacked. Oh, for a second, so, I thought you meant you owned pwn.com, and I was like, wait a minute, I don't think no, you no, no, that. no, yeah, no. I've been pwn.com. That's where you go to see if your email has been pwned ever, and yeah, it's yeah. a good reminder to change your password when that comes up. Yeah. Uh, so those lists get distributed. Like I'm telling you, I probably have. Every grody ass site I've ever visited in the past twenty years probably has been leaked and is on a list somewhere. Good luck finding it and all that. Y'all need to just do. Make sure you're doing. You probably do two factor on almost everything, right? You got two factor. I do two factor on things that matter, right? Like, but do I do two factor on? 
Um, I don't know. I shouldn't like Epic. Like, no, like I don't care. I, I do two factor on everything. That's fine with my Epic account. It's got three games on. Actually, I don't think Epic. Ha- no, they do. They have two factor. Most most do, but yeah, two factor. Yeah, I think there's two factor because I get emailed or something. Yeah. But you know, it's like whatever. You sign up for a demo, like uh, Magic Legends or whatever, right? I signed up. Oh right, whatever company oh, that makes disappointing it, Perfect thing. World or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? There's an account there. Someone gets it. And they try somewhere else, and you know, I'm, I, I just know I'm on a lot of hacker lists. I just, uh, I just sucks. always make my password John, but I turn the O into a zero. Oh, that's really throws, creative. That sounds I think secure. That th- yeah. I think that throws people, but I think like I think the zero throws them, but also <laughs> nobody can spell my name without putting the H in there for no reason. Right, so you're I think safe. That also protects me. You're totally people safe. People go, oh, his his password's John J O H N, and even if they know my cool O zero trick, they go. Well, it's still not working. Yeah. Something's wrong. They don't know to just drop the H. And even just they telling this is us name. this now, they'll still forget and put the H in there. Yeah. 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 And if it if it has to be longer, I just press the one key as many times until I hit the length that it needs to be. Oh, that's pretty good that's, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think because you know, that's a lot of numbers and people, you know, anybody who's seen a movie knows passwords are just letters. So. Yeah. Right. And on those secure. on those on those things where it says your mother's maiden name, you just put John again. Just John. Yeah. 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 I like it. I think you're safe. I don't think you need to worry about anything. Yeah, keep in mind for me, just on the password front too, my day to job requires a lot of passwords and special ways to put it. You know, no use of dictionary words and change them every 30 days and blah, 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 blah. So it's just like when you've got a work life that requires a lot of passwords and a regular life, like it's just, yeah, shoot, just shoot me. Just end it now. Life's been, it's been good, guys. Yeah, life's been good. Let's not uh, make it worse. Um, all right. Well, there's your emails for this VR or VR for this email centric oh, episode. But I want to thank him though. I want to thank him. Sorry. Oh, thank Delweed. Yeah. For, thank you, Delweed, for Lone Echo VR. Um, after Half Life, Alex, I haven't tried either of those, but I've already spent like three hundred dollars. We'll talk about that soon. <laughs> um, thank you for the recos. Appreciate it. Yeah, Bo's gone down a hole, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. Before that, though, a dear Martha letter. We talked about him earlier. We're going to do one now. This is from uh, this is another retro magazine letter from GamePro issue one hundred nine, October nineteen ninety seven. That's a fun era Ooh. for yeah, game. It's got commentary. Final Fantasy seven right on the cover. Oh I, my I lord! It for that reason. That's fantastic. Uh, I got so, three. And you Martha got three today. responses to all three. Oh, my yeah. Lord. All right. This is amazing. So here comes number one. Let's just get right into it. My dearest Martha, it seems like every time you review a game that is the same for both the PlayStation and the Saturn, the PlayStation game ends up with a better ratings. Die Hard Trilogy is a perfect example. Is the PlayStation just a better system? How come Sega is falling so quickly? In my opinion, the Saturn games that really outdo the PlayStation are Sega Rally Championship, Virtua Fighter, Virtua Fighter 2, and Panzer Dragoon 2. How come Doom for the PlayStation is awesome, and for the Saturn it sucks? (laughs) Is Sega not using the Saturn productively? Is the Saturn capable of producing the same graphics as the PlayStation? Please give me some answers. Yours in this life and the next, Jason L. All right. So that guy's real concerns about his the future of his Saturn. What does? Uh, let's find out what Martha has to say. Jason, think about it. The PlayStation can handle video cutscenes better. Check out the opening of the two Independence Day games, and oh. it can process polygons more smoothly. Compare. 
Criticom for the PlayStation with Criticom for the Saturn. <laughs> Is Sega capable of producing the same graphics? Yes. Can the Saturn do do it better than the PlayStation? No. <laughs> Yours forever, Martha. <laughs> All right. What is Criticom, by the way? What is that? I have no idea. I got to that word and realized I didn't know where I was anymore. I don't know what that game is. All right. uh, That's number one. Here comes number two. My dearest Martha, the Nintendo 64 is the best game system to date. Yeah, right. (laughs) The best system to date is the Atari Jaguar. Duh. (laughs) Although it has the same components as the N64, it has something the N64 doesn't. Two risk processors. Why did they Atari the Jaguar? Yours in this life and the next. Dylan D. Dylan D has trouble with pronunciations and spellings. (laughs) Alright, I'm very curious about what Martha has to say about this. Dylan (laughs) (laughs) whatever like the Jaguar you know it like rules right the Jaguar (laughs) lacked a large library of great games so the hardware never took off like the N64 yours forever Martha (laughs) what a a sad commentary on the state of all things uh, uh, Jaguar I had I a like Jaguar. I was like the Jaguar, man. The Jaguar. I had that Jaguar. device. I had the toilet CD add-on part, too, that looked like a toilet. Yeah, I had that whole thing. And the only good game I ever played on it was Tempest 2000, and everything else sucked, and it was a waste of money. So I hope that so, guy is okay. And nobody now. ever talks about the Jaguar. Like, what's the story behind, you know, they really tried, right? They tried. Yeah, they tried. It didn't, didn't make it. It was bad. Everyone was like, no, thank you. I have a, some Jaguar, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, emulation stuff that's good at emulating Jaguar games, but the games just, just were all kind of shitty. There was an okay Predator game or Predator versus Alien game was okay. The rest of it was so, just. So, how was the keep this, like the keypad on the controller? Like, was it good or were you. No, it was a nightmare because you'd never want to use. Nobody wants to use a freaking ten keypad on their controller. It's so stupid. Like it's I really like a phone keypad. Yeah, it's like a. It's like they really liked what the Intellivision did a decade earlier and thought, well, why don't we do that? And that was just dumb. It was dumb. Whatever they tried, I'll give them. I'll give them uh, credit for trying. They, they tried. Oh, it was Alien versus Predator. Sorry, I got that wrong. All right, uh, I, John. I got, uh, I got one more, and this one is just because I didn't know this was a thing. This right. genuinely shocked me. Here, so this here is we, great. And this is also from that issue ninety-seven, right? Yep. All right, here we go. My dearest Martha, in issue ninety-six, you said there would be fatalities after the fights in Wayne Gretzky's three D hockey for the Nintendo sixty-four. I bought the game and haven't seen anything like that. What's up? Yours in this life and the next, John M. Is he John with an H or just a O-N? Just a, just a me. It's a okay. me, John. All right. Sup, 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 sup. Nice. All right, let's hear what Martha had to say. My dearest John, originally Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey for the N64 was supposed to have finishing moves. Midway, however, removed them from the final version. 
Yours forever, <laughs> Martha. Oh, what a disappointing answer. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh man. it makes me so happy. Like, that was the craziest thing. I read that email. I was like, what a stupid email. And then they're like, no, it was supposed to happen and didn't. I was like, what? Yeah, why'd you that take that away? That sounds amazing. Yeah. I yeah. want that They basically so blame Midway. They're like, yeah, we published it. That's because Midway told us. Well, and Midway, you know, Midway, the makers of Mortal Kombat, it would make sense that they would be, ha, what if we put some fatalities in the fighting in this hockey game? Ha, ha, ha. And then to to hear that and then not get it would be a bummer. It'd be a bummer. Sure. Yeah. The internet wasn't what it was. So when people wanted to riot, they had to telephone other people. (laughs) You write Martha a letter. (laughs) You you, you hear how they're doing Atari Jaguar dirty. We should like (laughs) write. To, to the newspaper or something, yeah. you know, or like how do you how do you make these opinions known in large volumes? Right? Well, back then, so ninety seven would have been a little ways into what we would call the World Wide Web by about four or five years. However, uh, this stuff still would have been the big stink if you wanted to make one digitally would have been like use groups and stuff like that. Um, but uh, even then, it's like you know, it's not bubble. It's not national like news. Yeah. Like you know, like sometimes controversies and even in the gaming space reach. A lot of people. Yep. No, oh, I agree. Uh, today, it'd be a huge Reddit thread that would, for some reason, Kotaku would do a whole story on this Reddit thread. That's what would happen. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. It's, it's so lame. There's just they did like an article on Elon Musk's Elden Ring build, and I was like, "You guys are so." Oh, I know. Can you believe that? So, because he's got an Elden Ring build, they've deduced that he's maidenless because of the way he built the character, and it's a lame. I don't build. know. It's just try. It's click. It's like so clickbait. It's like, clickbaity as hell. Cares? Yeah. I don't care at all. Yeah. That nobody cares about my build. Why would they care about Elon Musk? Build? Like, because he's Elon, a billionaire. People click on Elon Musk things, and oh, he tweeted about Elden Ring. Well, they're also the first article. video game news site to to write up shit reports on why you should be outraged about him buying Twitter, and then they're like, "Come read an article about his build in Elden Ring. Yeah. We're part of the problem." Like yeah. they are yeah. part of the problem. They piss me off over there. Because I remember back in the day, they were kind of gorilla and cool. I liked Kotaku early on because it felt like they were talking more about the games I gave a shit about and less of this fluff piece stuff. Yeah. Well, they had, they had Trier in that mix of stuff. I don't think he was on Kotaku, but those types were there. Yeah. Oh, he was a, Kotaku, it, yeah, his it? articles got published. There. It was Bleacher was. Report, I think, or something. Like it, was yeah. some, it was not them, but he was in that family of companies. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Now it's, it's just like, hey, we're going to have a sharp political take about video gaming and make games as unfun as humanly possible. You know who I kind of like right now, and I don't know if this is great or good or bad or whatever it is. For like pure review reads, I kind of like IGN, but the site, thegamer.com is more what I like. It's like, um, you know, here, I'll just give you some headlines. Uh, Simple stuff like Skull and Bones finally set to float uh, March 2023. The Division 2 gets brand new game mode and features after a long wait. Uh, it talks about Fortnite shit for those who care about that. Every archetype in Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt ranked. Like, it's just stories about gaming, and it sounds kind of <laughs> boring, and they'll probably fail, but I miss this. No, but you're not wrong. The amount of times when we're looking for news and stuff, and it's like... I'm interested in a lot of these things, but it's like 
what's going on in Marvel movies? What's going on in comic books? Here's what we think of the newest Nicolas Cage film. And it's like, you are a video game website. Yeah, what are you doing? Where is the video game news? Yeah. I have a headline here. PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan reportedly told staff to respect differences of opinion on abortion rights. Yeah, but in the email about cats, though, that's the part that everybody wants to talk about. He sent an oh, email what? around about cats. And then in this email about cats... He slipped in this bit about everyone respecting each other's opinion on abortion. And the that's somehow movie. news. The news part is not even. It's oh, not even news I would click a lit. If they would say Jim Ryan sends an email to the PlayStation staff talking about his cats in five paragraphs. I'm like, that's going in the show notes. Like, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> But they're like, well, everyone wants to talk about ro- like, it's an important issue. Of course it is. Sure. Of and, course it and, is. But like, I, I, that's what I mean. It's like, if you're going to be a gaming site that's about serious social issues, then F and be that. Be you that. Know? Like, yeah. I don't like reading about uh, some what some streamer said in some trash thing, and then oh, here we're gonna, you know. Also, I'm sorry, now. but every every company. Not every company. Many, many, many companies are issuing uh, memos this time of right now in this very moment saying things like, please respect each other's views and keep things civil here in the office. This isn't news. There's nothing about that that's news except it's PlayStation. Literally every company is probably saying that because they want pe- they know people have differences of opinion. Of course. And they want everyone to get along. Like It's HR. Shit, it's normal. You want your employees to get along? Yeah. Yeah, well, like they're just it? trying to drive outrage and so that somebody who's pro like if you're pro life, you're going to be outraged for a different reason. If you're pro choice, you're going to be outraged for a different reason. But the only reason that's news is to get people f- fired up. Yeah, this, this is a Wendy's. Make the damn burgers for the customers. Or yeah, go home, make, take a day off. <laughs> like, make don't, a don't give a shit. <laughs> Do it on your own time. Like, sorry, not everyone who hears is going to like this. I've been a lifelong manager. My job is to tell people to shut up and do what they're doing in the polite, diplomatic way. Yeah. But do not, you know, people have differences of opinion. You're at work to work Mm -hmm. and you're at work to get along. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's, it undermines what everyone's there to do. If you get into big debates about things that don't matter. So I have a, I have a, there's a good friend who, who listens to the show, but is also a bit of a higher up at a news organization. He's he's, right now his ears are going, Oh, wait a minute. What are you going to say? I'm not going to say his name, but I, but, I would love for somebody, him or someone like him, to come on here. I don't know if they can even do this, but just talk about this shift in chasing the the the, the chasing links and chasing hype, and ch- instead of just straight up news stuff. You know what I mean? Like, what is it about? The, and is there any turning back? Like, is this genie out of the bottle, and this is how it is forever? Because everyone's got to <laughs> everyone's got to get your attention the way they got to get your attention. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's like mobile gaming. It it works. Oh, like, that's the shitty mm. part about it. Like, it, it's just like how we feel about that. It's like, oh, but we care about passionate uh, AAA video games and all that. Okay, great. But that's not what's getting clicked on. Yeah. The, prob- right. the problem is revenue. The problem has been revenue. Like, you could always say there was bad media sites. You could, you could always say, like, whether it's newspapers or whatever, you know, they're – uh, journalistic integrity would probably vary from institution to institution. That's why you have like, oh, the wall, the New York Times is an institution. Yeah. Well, you know, like right now, everyone's everyone's starving. It's like the Netflix. Like everyone's just trying to get eke by, and they can barely eke by competing with Substack, private Substacks. Yeah. Uh, on on press content. That's a good point. 
and, and you know, and and they're the best they can do is can, like continually cite Joe Rogan's podcast ad nauseum when he's just like some new like the rest of us like that just he doesn't know anything like he's probably wrong about half the shit he says just like i'm wrong that p is blood or something like that you know what i mean like but cnn can't help but the second time they're like so confused (laughs) but but like you know they can't help but report on him because more people care about that than care to watch you know what i mean and it's like that's the state they're they can't say like we won't debase ourselves we we can't hold ourselves no matter how bad the money gets we won't debase ourselves because because the then they don't exist. They'll starve. Yeah. It's so a- so because there's no standards and you don't want government involved in state-run media. Even though in Canada we have state-run media, it's called CBC. Oh, I didn't know that. The Commonwealth. Know. There's a BBC in, in England. A lot of the Commonwealth countries have state-run media. Yeah. Um, but um, and you know there's rules in place because we are a democracy. But you know still, if you don't trust it, we have private outlets. Yeah. But the private outlets can't make money unless. Unless they can't they go, compete with Twitter. Yeah, they got to go. They, they got to go. Ex, uh, ex, and Twitter can't make and, money, apparently. Yeah, you know, like so, like you have to be willing to pay for the news. You know, in some in some fashion, it yeah. was supported by the revenue, the ad revenue, and TV. I think for the most part, and yeah. everything's just disrupted. Yep. And someone's going to figure it out. It's not going to be Elon Musk. Somebody's going to figure out how to get to a return to journalistic integrity in the internet, but we haven't found it yet. Yeah. Yeah, it could be somebody. Good he maybe he'll hire somebody that'll figure it out. I, I don't well, have. A pro- I mean, I have no also step one is we got to get people ready to experience it. Yeah, that's the other. thing. Right now we have a real binary culture of I'm on this team. I'm on this team. Did yeah. I get points today in the news, or did you get points today in the news? And yeah. like when you get right down to it, so much of it's just bullshit. And it's just like, I don't really care what the issues are, who they're impacting. I just want to know if my team's winning. Like, this is how it feels. Yep. You you hate to see it. Sometimes people have to have it out, but you don't want it to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if we're just going to keep polarizing, that's what's going to happen. And we were like, oh shit, this is really sad and stop. But yeah, we'll, we'll get, well, there's, there'll be some sort of moment. I don't know when it is. We'll get there though. I have, I'm optimistic about the future. As as, as shitty as the stuff. I mean, someone comes along with a good idea and, you know, establishes a good institution. It just takes the right people. Like as much as I like John Stewart and stuff, they're still sitting around making jokes, you know, and, and they're not really contributing to be, it's one thing to look at these things and make fun of them. There's lots of daily show type shows, people lampooning the news, but you're like, you could be someone out there making a difference rather than mm-hmm. making your jokes about shit. I do YouTube. like the stuff he did for it takes people. Someone's got to stop and say like, yeah. even for us, like we were like, well, we can't do it. Well, if everyone in the world says we can't do it, we're just going to talk shit on YouTube. Then no one's going to do it. Yeah. So, that's a good point. I don't know, man. This I, tiny little podcast. I think about that stuff a lot and beat myself up because I'm like, you know, you could be just doing something meaningful and important with your life. <laughs> not that I don't love this, but like, why not apply that logic to myself? I'm a capable person. I'm like, no, nah, I want to joke about, you know, I want to joke with my friends. But, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, some of this is about our own mental health and taking care of each other and ourselves. And yeah. you got to do that too. It's all about being who's preying on who is the big issue. And you got, we are not preying on anyone that I know of. I hope not. We're um, praying on Seth Myers. Yeah, I guess we are. Yeah, 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 for taking our shit, doing our bit, holding them hostage. You bastard! By the way, I got on a job, Seth. I got another email while we were sitting here that is so weirdly oh, game sounding. Uh, the the subject line is Utah DPS, and I went, "Oh, damage per second. Oh. What's this? This is some kind of you know MMO <laughs> reference? Some sort of you know uh-huh. whatever? I'm into it. 
Nope, that's the uh, Utah uh, Driver's License Division. I don't know what DPS stands for. Driver's, whatever. Second. It's telling me I got to get my license renewed, so that's cool. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Look, they got you. They got me. They know how to yeah, get sh- to find me. So. Chat room is just saying John Oliver's pretty good. I watch John Oliver. I like him. Oh, John Oliver's yeah. great. Yeah. John I, great. I think, uh, well, I think that one of the differences to kind of what Bo's speaking, not to say that he does this every week, is that he does pull stunts that demand action of some kind. <laughs> what? Do I? Not you, no. No, oh, not what oh, you oh. say, no, no, no. but like saying, Sorry. Like, don't just sit there and make jokes, do something about it. Like every now and then he will do a stunt to try and encourage something to happen. Yeah, not, I would say, like, John like, Stewart did he's went just really... as guilty as telling jokes more often than not. Sure, well, sure. he's doing better now. His new show, The Problem, is actually... He's, he's in, I don't know. He's It's good, he's but what I'm saying is, what he's impressed me about him, him, like, I you know, I think he's funny, and, and the Daily went, Show was great. he went for the vets or the, the, the firefighters. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, talking you know. about. When he yeah. did that in New York and really went to the... I mean, he was, like, talked before Congress and all of that. Like that was a legitimate effort from yeah. somebody who could do something and contribute and and all that. So I will I'll never decry him for that and the fact that no 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 I'm not saying that I'm just saying you know if we're, the point is just if we're all like somebody's got to do it yeah right you yeah, know and, and that's stuff. like and you can't the excuse well there's no money in it only holds so much water when you're like well it's important yeah you know yeah. it's like it's like that's why we don't want legendary pork chops right it's like we have standards about how we're going to organize our community and like integrity in news is something everyone can agree with yeah they but may every not once know in a while like but every once in a while i go ah it's gen z you'll figure this out and then i remember my son is in gen z and he left his phone in a public toilet like a week ago so i don't know if i trust gen z <laughs> <laughs> all right speaking of public toilets yeah let's toilet get to time. it the games we played this week no oh, no. i don't think that's oh. what bo was asking what, 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 for what i think he's asking for a break oh you want to take a break all right yeah. we're gonna take speaking a public, public toilet <laughs> video games <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a public toilet break when we come back more so stay with us chat Hey, y'all. We're here to have a little break and talk about, I don't know, maybe some of these questions like, what interferes with your happiness, dear gamers? Is there something out there that's preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, you got to think about these things sometimes. Well, we have a solution for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can connect in a safe and online private environment. So it's all very convenient. Start communicating in under 48 hours, all without ever having to sit in any kind of uncomfortable waiting rooms. Man, that's a good part of this. They are committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they'll make it easy and free to change counselors if it's needed. So no problem there. And uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available, of course. Anything you share there will be confidential. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime. And they deal with all sorts of stuff, whether it's anxiety, stress, trauma, anger, grief, self-esteem issues, sleeping issues, that kind of stuff. They're there for all of those issues and more. So many people have been using BetterHelp. They are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states here in the USA. Start living a happier life today. I know you can do it. The website's so easy. That's the thing. That surprised me how simple this was to set up. It'll be that easy for you. So start living that better life and happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash core gaming. 
and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash coregaming for 10% off your first month. Do it today. I know you'll be glad you did. And big thanks to BetterHelp. I've also had jets. That makes me happy. Oh, that's good. I want jets. We don't have jets, but I want jets. I would eat jets if I could get jets. Can you get a private jet? You can get a private jet. Yeah, they'll bring it straight to your house and uh, yeah, yeah, get it right on your privates. I'll have a private jet, please. Yeah, private jets. Walk in and be like, can I get a private jet? (laughs) You know the band? You remember the band, the Jets? Do you remember them? How do you ask for a private jet? I I remember Benny and the Jets. Well, that's I remember the Winnipeg Jets. Well, the main so the band, the Jets, used to sing, "I got my heart set on you." Something, Mm -hmm. something, do 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 do. It's an '80s thing. They're uh, they're they were formed about. 15 minutes that direction from me and their family wow. still lives there. Yeah. Wow, cool. I got my how's that go? Got my heart set on you. I got my heart set No, not that. Different song. Jet, you're a jet for life, right? No, it's not I got my heart set So, oh, there's a thing I do to my stepkids that bugs the shit out of them, Scott. Have you ever done this with any of your kids? It makes them so mad. What? They like to sing like little radio jingles that they hear. Yeah. And I will always join at the end. And you know, you know, Red Robin, how it goes, Red Robin, yum. Yeah, yeah. So they'll be singing some other jingle and I will add the yum to any jingle that they do. (laughs) It makes them so irrationally angry and thus feeds my fire yeah it makes uh, you want to keep doing to it. do it it's yeah. my favorite thing just throw that at the end of any we, we did uh, i would do something similar except it was take whatever song they were singing and ruin it with my own words so they'd be going yeah, yeah well <laughs> that's a good one too yeah they hated that I'd be, and i get real loud about it and the worse the more they mad they got the more i'd do it so it's yeah. a dad's prerogative we're allowed to do this and uh, should do it it's a good healthy thing to do um all right back to oh we're gonna get to these uh these uh what were, were we here oh Games we played, shit. We're all screwed up today. Uh, I played a lot of the same stuff I talked about last week, so I won't bring those up again, except to say uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is probably where I spent most of my time. I'm here to tell you that game is badass and great. Oh, right. I played some of that, too. I didn't put it on my list. Oh, you should have, because it's so freaking good. Those guys nailed it. They not only nailed what made the first one special, they added on it in almost every way, and I'm, I'm really making progress and loving it. Just loving that game. I love that game. Uh, I'm not going to call it game of the year because people give me a hard time. <laughs> but maybe at the end of this call year. Call it game of the year. You know you want to do it. It'll probably okay. be my roguelike of the year. That probably won't be hard. I think I give it roguelike <laughs> status right now. But it's- I'm so looking forward to game of the year this year with all the talk <laughs> of what Scott's lists are going to be. Yeah. Uh, it just makes me so happy to think about what it'll be. It's really quite good. Uh, so play it if you haven't. Rogue Legacy 2, available everywhere but PlayStations for some reason. Don't know why. It's on Xbox. It's on One and X and S. It's on PCs mm. in numerous places. It's on a Switch. I don't, I don't know why. PlayStation's getting screwed on that, but hopefully I'll get it soon. Uh, okay, Escape Simulator. Pick this up for 11 bucks. I think on the air while we talked, didn't I? Maybe. Yeah, don't remember. I don't know. I it was some I show we were so. on where I bought it. I may have been TMS, but I bought this game called Escape Simulator, and I'd done my first escape room in Vegas a couple of weeks ago and really enjoyed myself and thought, is are there any good video games that kind of capture that? And it turns out everyone's recommendation was this. Plus, it was only 11 bucks on sale. I think it might still be on sale. 
Um, they're doing a special right now <clears throat> with a ton of uh, workshop support and you know people putting their own escape rooms in there. Plus, they've got a bunch in their own campaign that are just included. And it's a first-person. This would be really great in VR. It's not currently, but first-person you know game. Here's one that I would take the smell for. Escape rooms have a very distinct smell. Mm. And I feel like the growing smell as you and your friends are locked in a tiny room is part of the... Uh, Part of the experience. Yeah. Part of the experience, yeah. A little B.O. Uh, there was another one, Scott. Um, I, I want to hear more about this because I actually really like Escape Rooms too, but you yeah. reminded me that I almost uh, picked up a game called We Were Here Forever, mm. which is listed as an escape room type game, but it's a it's an online, I think it's co-op only because everything about it says co-op, co-op, co-op. And this game looked really interesting. Mm. Um but I, I think it just might be a thing that you have to do with a friend. And apparently it's part of a whole series of games, but it looked, it looked cool. It looked really compelling. Well, and, I, I uh, would check that out. Idea. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that name, but I didn't know what that was about. That sounds interesting. Well, this game is, is what you think it is. You are put into these rooms and they're really nicely themed right now. I'm showing one that I just finished. Well, finished a while ago now it's been, but it's a room full of uh, Egyptian stuff. So like all of it's themed uh, with Egyptian things, even a couple of books you need to reference to, to get some symbols worked out. And the goal in this room is to um, figure out what the crap you're supposed to do and get out of there like you would expect. Um, I just really like how it plays. Uh, really good on a controller, by the way. Um, you can play it with keyboard and mouse, obviously, but I think the controller support is actually really strong. Um, I should probably not show this guy playing because he's giving away some of the stuff. So I'm not going to do that. But anyway, the point is it's a very cool game and really tricky. And I think I'm going to stream more of it because I'm going to need help figuring out what the F to do uh, in some places. And I think having audience help is would be really fun. It's also co-op. You can have up to four of you walking around in this thing and uh, and solve these puzzles together. And like I said, a robust community building uh, stuff. They even showcase every month the best uh, escape rooms created by by players. And you can go play those. Super simple and easy. Uh, making stuff is simple, although I haven't done it. But it's challenging, rewarding, uh, really smartly designed. And the rooms themselves are the big showcase here because there's a lot of really cool stuff going down mechanically, visually. Outside of the room, the main menu, you almost think, is this like low rent UI. Like, what are we doing here? It doesn't seem all that impressive. Your character models are kind of simish, but not, a, not in a good way. It's hard to explain, but once you get into the game, it's super immersive and, and very good and has a, uh, really good reviews on steam. So anyway, it was multiplayer or not? yeah, it's multiplayer co-op. Um, and you can have up to four of you in there and, uh, hmm. plays really well in that regard. Um, cause I do love escape rooms. I discovered them right before COVID hit. So yeah. it was like, oh. I think I did it like three times and then was like, well, there's a hobby I'm not going to get to enjoy for a well, while, but you should do uh, this sometime. super fun. Yeah. I would love to do this. If it's still 11 bucks, I would, I would recommend grabbing this. It's fully playable solo, but as a, as a co-op experience, I could see this being super I feel like cool. I wouldn't want to do this solo if I had people to do it with, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those games where, I mean, you can, you just have to figure it all out on your own. And, and certainly it's possible. I got out of this room I'm watching right now with just, you know, being methodic and figuring it out or whatever, but having one of you around me on discord going, Hey, wait, I found a the stone. What is this? Oh, I don't know. What does it say? Oh, really? Okay. I'll have that piece. And you know, there's a lot of that kind of yeah, co-op. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bonding, like a team, you know, it's a popular team building activity for work groups. Yeah. 
I think we should yeah. we should get it and I'll play it. I would play this with you guys without even hesitation. Patrons demand core escape room. Oh shit. Oh shit. That would be fun if we were ever all in the same place to do an escape room together. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Escape room. Hell yeah. But if if not, this is a nice uh, nice alternative. Is it still on sale? Let's see. I've never failed. I have a record I need to I need to upkeep. And every time I do one, uh, that record becomes more impressive. Well, failed like because some of them have timers. If you've always beaten timers and stuff like that, yeah, or, I've always okay. beaten the timer. Escape simulator. Here we go. The closest I got to failing the timer, uh, I didn't. We got it in time, but it was close. Was because uh, in my head, so it was the pirate themed escape room. Yeah, and it got near the end, and one of the items it gave you uh, for like solving a puzzle was a sword. And in my head, getting a sword was the coolest thing you could possibly get. So I was just like, we did it. Yeah. And I just stopped trying to solve puzzles. And all my friends, like, time is still ticking down. And we were down to seconds. Like, that one got close. Yeah. And my friends were like, use the sword. Use the sword. I'm like, I got the sword. I was just so jazzed to have a sword in my hand. I didn't realize that that is not what we were after. The sword was a key to another chest to get the final item. Hmm. But, uh, you know, I got over my my pleased feelings of owning a, a sword temporarily and took the shitty gem or whatever it was that you had to get at the very end. <laughs> sword is way cooler. If you're setting up an escape room, just some advice. If you have a sword and a shitty gem, the sword should really be the thing that people are happy to get at the end because it's way cooler than the gem. I, I tend to agree. Yeah. Oh, I got just watch this guy find a token I could never find. This bastard. All right. There's also spoilers. a token. Yeah, you're getting spoilers. Yeah, stop I don't want to. Well, it's a room at. I already did, but the point is uh it's very cool i like this review of it good maps or good game but community maps can wild uh very wildly from what in the f is this to oh lordy the escape room inceptioned me that to me is a selling point so anyway yeah, that's kind of cool fun and relaxing if you're only by yourself this other guy says really fun with with uh other players it's not on sale anymore it was 11 bucks it's back to 14 but i think totally worth it i like it a lot um okay so i played a ton of that what else Mentioned Rogue Legacy. Oh, okay. Here's the weird thing I did this week. I played a bunch of Borderlands 3. And you might why? say, Scott, why'd you do that tiny Tina's <laughs> yes, thing? I will, I will ask you that. Why, Well, Scott? here's why? the main reason. I got a code for free. Uh, oh. And I went, oh, I should probably play this. And this is a while ago I got this code. Yeah, what's um, in the arcade? Oh, let's, let's check out that new machine. Yeah, check out that new machine. So I went over there, popped a quarter in, <laughs> played uh, the game. And here is my two two numbered review take on how the th- everything went. Okay. 10 out of 10 for loot and shooting. Real good. Better than <laughs> the game's ever been. Young and shooting. Yeah, shooting shit and loot and shit. Perfect. It's great. It's why you love Borderlands in the first place. It's why it's the OG when it comes to this stuff. It's very good at doing that. The story, three out of ten. It's dumb. Ooh, yeah. Super dumb yeah, story. Yeah. But the truth is, I don't really care about story in these games anyway, it turns out. I really do care mostly about the loot and the shoot. So, I don't play too much of it, but the villains are like Instagram models. Yeah, they're like running yeah. streams, and they're like... They're influencers. Yeah, it's, they're trying to make fun of influencers. I just don't think it works. It doesn't stick. Um, it sounds like Man, the, the ideas they do in Wonderlands, Wonderlands is better, yeah. but... It's okay. Like, it's not the worst story I've ever heard, but it's not anything special. But they really improved. So my last experience at Borderlands was 2, and the shooting is so much better than 2 was. 2 is, you know, serviceable. Um, 
man, it got the job done, but the shooting's so much better in this third one. And I know I'm late to the game, so this is all old news to people, but that, the way loot is shared and taken care of and just handled is all better. I'm having fun in there. I'm having a good time. And I didn't think I was even going to play this game. I figured I'd Borderlands jump. 3 was a well-received game. Yeah. Like for the shooting part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people liked it. The only I own it. I could play it if I wanted to. Yeah, but you got that other one now. You got your... Uh, yeah, I got Tiny Tina's. Tiny Tina's Tiny. Fun. Yeah, I've been waiting testicle. for people to play with. Maybe I should just grab that. I don't know. Nobody nobody seems yeah. to want to... I'm surprised you have it, John. I didn't realize you got it. I have it. Scott's about to have it because we just got to put a little more peer pressure on him. <laughs> John's yeah. seeing I mean, it's challenge. no Vermintide or Dwarf game, which we could play that too. We yeah, should sure. make an appointment. I, I feel like you guys are very busy with your adult lives. Yeah, there's I'm a lot going busy on. with my mad still. child life. Sure. But there's so. more. Yeah, you're right. Well, I miss playing games with you guys after playing Demio yesterday with you, which I'll now talk about. Um, I decided we need to play more Demio. Demio is amazing. So Demio is this uh, started out as a VR only game, both on PC and standalone like Quest devices. And I'm not sure where else. I think that's it. And um, it was lauded when it first came out as being like the first time you really felt like you're playing an interactive board game uh, or an interactive RPG tabletop type experience. And it really is uh, really does lean into that. Well, they also recently made the PC edition uh, standalone so you can play it in 2D or a flat screen. And so in theory, that means more people can get it and play it. Those who don't have headsets, so on and so forth. And this is a case where, um, we, I wanted to test that last night. So I played, even though I have the VR version, I played the non VR version and streamed it while Bo and Crofton came in on VR. Bo is on steam VR through his tethered quest and Crofton was on his standalone quest. And then we were all on Discord because we couldn't get voice in the game to work right. Anyway, I love that game. I think it's great. I love how far we got. We beat that thing. I thought we were going to lose. Every second I was in there, I thought we were going to lose until First we did. Campaign, yes. First campaign. Um, the game's hard, but I think ultimately fair. There were only three of us, so we didn't have a fourth. Um, some very hairy moments. Hilarious stuff happening when you miss or roll bad. You get a natural skull or whatever you want to call it in that. Um, if you haven't played Demio, it's, it's a turn-based, you know, RPG, you're on a grid, you're inside of a virtual tabletop, your little guys animate, move and talk. Uh, the wizard says really stupid shit that we were having a whole lot of fun yeah, listening say, to. The one blemish is they really phoned it in on ma- the magical, you know, on the effort to write magical lines for the wizard. And it's He's great. Like, Muckatash. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's all ri- what he says. Muck- is- I really harped on mu- everything. Muckatash. Yeah. What he says is super dumb, but I kind of prefer it to be dumb for some reason. He cracks me up, but Bo played the warrior. It has type. Its charm. Yeah. It has its charms. He played this warrior type. I played the, the magic user. Uh, Crofton was this, is the fat bard. Um, he did, he wanted to choose his hero, so he dropped in later, and he get he ended up getting auto assigned the bard, and he was very mad about yeah. it. Yeah, it was probably because <laughs> like, it made him, another rogue guy. It was probably a better comp, right? That was why, because we needed a healer. I don't know. I don't know. Oh why. yeah, no, it worked out. It was great that he was our, our healing buddy, but um, it's not his choice. No, you know? he wouldn't do that normally. I um, think he was just so excited to play; it didn't matter. But trust me, if this was like. <laughs> The next time, if he's got to play Bard, we're going to hear about it like a lot. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. It's very fun, though. I really like it. Bo, anything to add? Um, I no, I mean, it was a great multiplayer experience. What I 
was sort of not liking at first is you don't level up in the game and it's like well this is like D and I want to I want to level up and do more D. Well, you level, but it's only to but, get you more cards, right? It's kind of well, it, it's understanding. I think it's understanding what it is, so mm-hmm. it isn't meant to be an RPG. It, it is RPG ish, but it's a it's a board game tactic strategy simulator, right? So mm-hmm. it's okay that you don't level up. You get when you level up, you get an extra card, and that's just the way it works. It's yeah. fine, actually. Yeah. It's just at first I was like. Where's my where's my additional damage at level two? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, no, it's kind of the way the way you think about it is that each dungeon is a puzzle, and you don't really. I don't know if the other campaigns give you additional strength and modifications. That might be the case, but assuming no, it's still fun that these are challenges that you have to use with the tools at hand, and and that's where the. Like that's where the cooperative nature comes in. Everyone's leveraging their strength. Once we learn that you could stun something on a turn, those clutch stuns mm-hmm. were part of our strategy, right? Once we learned that we could drop a Benoit somewhere, um, <laughs> you know, we 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 sat in a room, you know, and, and, and strategized our moves accordingly. So there really is like a bad way to play this game and a better way to play this game based on decisions, which you get two of per turn. Um, and, and it makes it, you know, board gamey and fun and very strategy oriented in a nice enough way where sometimes strategy games for some people are great and other people are left like, I don't understand what's going on. If someone's saying like, I need to make an optimal decision, but it doesn't feel like the fun decision. Right. Versus the person that just wants to have fun and is losing you the game. So those people are having conflict. Right. And these kinds of games are ripe with that, right? Like, right. no, 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 you want to do this because this is how we'll win. And someone's like, I just want to, you know, I was saying in the first 10 minutes, I'm like, man, when I play with Crofton, just me and him, this game was really hard. And suddenly I'm playing with Scott for 10 minutes and we're doing super well. It, it must be my team. <laughs> and then when he logs in, he's like... He's like, oh, maybe as the rogue, I shouldn't run into every single room like super fast. And is like, yep, yep, exactly. We gotta like methodically make our way through the dungeon because this is a terrifying place, yeah. even if it looks cute. Yeah. Um. So you know that's that helped too. I think he learned like that. What's fun about games is this is approachable enough for the strategy uh, uh, spectrum person to be. Okay, here's what we need to do, but it's not so complicated that someone who's a little resistant to that, um, or you know, not thinking in those terms, the point of conflict isn't as high there. Mm-hmm. Where you know, when I'm playing, when we're playing Pandemic with Croft, and we're like, go here and do this, and he's like, I don't know, I think I want to go here and kill the zombies. And we're like, don't kill the zombies. We need you to deliver medicine. And he's like, I don't think my character would do that. And like, we want to win. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so, um, yeah, uh, the, the cooperative nature is rewarding. It strikes a good balance. And I think it's a good game. Because yeah. It's very fun. Um, I really had a good time playing it with you guys and I want to do more campaigns and play with more people. And I'm happy to say that if you're like, man, I'm never going to give you our headset. I can't afford it or whatever. The game plays extremely well in flat screen mode. I think they've done a really good job of converting that. I still have tools like I can use my mouse to point in areas so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Just like they have the ability to sort of circle things or create little paths with their mouse cur- or their hand cursors. Um, it's, a, it's just a bang up job of making this accessible on both ends and it's all cross play. So you can play with anybody on any of the platforms and and have a good time. And you can still see the hands. So when we're in VR, the hands get out of the way when it's your turn, but then the yeah. hands come back. Yeah. And you can draw little tracers. So if you need to be like this guy, like what guy? And then you can just 
with the hands and VR, you can draw and the PC guy can see it. I yeah. think you can draw. I can too. tell where you guys You did a go. really great, you can tell you're an artist, by the way, because like Croft is like, where do I go? And you're like, go here. And you drew this perfect little path, almost <laughs> as if it was the game, <laughs> was game like having want, a yeah. thing, like showing a tutorial, like asset showing him where to go. And you're right here. And it was like six or seven vertices long. Yeah. And he was like, huh, what? And he's like, oh, I get it. it was, and I just noticed your lines were very straight while drawing. <laughs> <laughs> I was very impressed by that. My goal was, was like, like, you know, Crofton is, needs to see the the lines really point yeah, to where yeah. to go, and yeah, and it worked well. It's it's a nice implementation. I think they've done a killer job. So hats yeah. off to the big, demo. Big people. recommend killer yeah. VR app for sure. It's very very good. Um, all right, John, you've been playing yes. Final Fantasy, but now you have it on Steam. I thought that was like sacrosanct. Never do that. Well, how come? How come you're on there? What's going on? Well, uh, real quick, let me do the quick one first because uh, I, I put it in the wrong order here but right. there's a new vampire survivors patch i played it i tried out the new hero there's a new hero in there which comes with new power-ups and i do think it's funny that at this stage in the game they've included a power-up that's basically there to get you as much gold as humanly possible at a stage where everybody's probably used all the gold they need and they don't need it anymore but yeah. you know if you're coming to the game in the middle that's a that's a fine upgrade i guess but mm. uh anyway it's very good I continue to recommend that game. That's probably the most. The most feedback I've ever gotten on a recommendation from this show is people saying they picked up vampire survivors and really like it. Yeah. So people love uh, this game, you know, continue to, uh, to love that. Anytime there's a new update to that game, I just log in immediately and, and play it. Any excuse to do new stuff in there just seems to be all right by me. Um, but yeah, I, I started playing Final Fantasy VII in my continuing quest to play through all of the Final Fantasies, at least the main number of ones. Um, I, I am playing it. I'm playing sort of the Steam version. So I learned very quickly that, uh, you know, in, in my head, I was like, well, Final Fantasy VII is like the golden child of Square Enix. Surely they've done right by that franchise as it is considered, you know, so beloved by so many yeah and upon launching the pc version of this game i discovered oh no they're just as shitty towards final fantasy 7 as they are to chrono cross or any other property of theirs they just want to make money off a shitty port of their game yeah it did not play well at all uh base game i had technical issues i couldn't get the controller to be recognized and had to jump through hoops to get it to even recognize the controller then the audio wasn't working right then okay i got the controller working but i couldn't use the d-pad i had to use the analog stick yet i only got uh four directional movement off of the analog stick which is just extremely weird and it was just a mess of a version and it was enough to where I was like, okay, there's a, there's a bunch of little things that I want to fix that I will go and I will look at how to fix. Cause I've committed to doing this and I discovered a modding tool for this game called seventh heaven. And it is basically, uh, anybody who's played wow, it's just like, uh, um, an add on installer for wow. Like you just go, it's got a little database of mods you can run. Uh, and I have now picked up five mods for the game total. Um, basically, battle models, field models, battle textures, and field textures. Mm. And then uh, most recently, a mod to let the game run at 60 frames per second. And then on top of that, 
the seventh heaven mod thing in general, uh, in and of itself, uh, actually has a few features built in. You can get away from the MIDI soundtrack. You can, uh, you can That's use awesome. full analog support based on it. Um, it does a lot of the work for you just having it. It has gotten to a place where, uh, Scott, you're showing some gameplay right now from like the default version. If you click the link that I put in the Yeah, look at the notes, seventh heaven mo- model. I, I'm almost like, I might play this. This is cool. Like, pull up what my gameplay looks like now. Where'd you put it? To this. It's in the show notes where we are. Oh, I thought you put it in the Discord. Stuff. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm All right there. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's night and day. It It's so oh, crazy geez. because. It's like five or six people between these five mods and they have created something that I would have been willing to pay, you know, another $50 for this game again. You wow. know what I mean? And yeah, like high res images, it looks it, like. It's insane. And high it, it is insane. Models. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so the thing is, is the background is just AI generated. You know, they basically used an AI to try and high res the backgrounds that already existed to kind of interpret what was there. And they've done such a crazy good job of making this game look better. Um, It's not reflected here. So I didn't have the 60 frames per second gameplay at this point, uh, but I have downloaded it and tested it and it looks really good. Wow. I want to, I want a list. I might do this if, if you recommend it, these. Yeah. It's really revitalized this game. It went from something that I was kind of dreading playing on stream to going, oh my gosh, I want to play this game. This feels like a more modern game. This feels really cool. Uh, I like the way it's actually running and performing and has kind of gotten me back into it. So I'm having a great time with the game now, but I, I had to mod it to get there. Like the default version of the game is just so shabby and thrown together. I have had a lot of tech issues with the game. Um, I've gotten them all sorted now, but uh, that's been the only issue that I've really had with it. Is uh, well, that was going to be my question. Like, how is it? It sounds like it's surmountable. Like you've just followed the right directions and you're good. Do you have like kind of a guide you followed for what mods to install and make sure this worked that way and blah, 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 or what? Uh, I didn't. So the, uh, what I did is I went to, um, I, I was looking up popular mods and found the website and that's how I found the seventh heaven tool, which is really good. Like that's the big thing I would get because everything is all encompassed in there. Like you get that. Uh, and it basically just runs. The only weird trick about it is I guess the steam version is not as easily modded. So one of the things that the seventh heaven mod does is it launches the game as if it was a CD ROM game. In fact, I even have a notice pop up talking about, you know, please make sure the game is inserted into the CD ROM drive, which my game I don't have one. Right. Like, it's not, it's not there, Yeah. but it, uh, you know, it's a little, it takes care of everything, but it's definitely a little janky at the same time. Mm. And, like one of those uh, ISO mounters. Like, yeah, tools or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's just insane to me how much, you know, five little mods transform this game and really kind of frustrated me at, you know, 
the kind of effort that Square Enix puts into its ports because you look at this and you're like, look at what these people did for free, what they've created. I mean, the only things that I would say I wished I could get from this game now at this point is I I wish we could have, you know, a modern soundtrack. The game definitely needs a new translation. Mm. Uh, there are some rough bits where I've had to literally just look at the chat and be like, what's going on in this game right now? Like the translation just is, is off, mm. um, including some very problematic stuff that doesn't necessarily hold up this day and age also exists in the game. Mm. But uh, overall, I'm just having a really, really good time with it. And uh, I think it's a lot of fun. And the way how far are you? Uh, I just finished uh, the Don Corneo stuff. So uh, I've made my way out of the sewers and yeah, going through the the train station at the moment. Don Corneo. Great. That, that, yeah, that game was so like because you don't know what to expect. You're like, just when the I remember that feeling when the world opened up and you're like, oh my god, there's a whole map. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's so cool, you're in man. For such a journey. It's such a great game. That's cool. You found a way to make that work that way. That's super rad. I didn't know the community had done all that. That's new. Yeah, to me. I was surprised at how much work is done, and and there's a ton of extra mods too. I wanted to go as as minimal as I could. So it was just kind of the things that were important to me is I hated how blurry and bad the backgrounds were. And I saw how good the character models were. And I thought, well, I really like what they've done with them because they've tried to base them off the artwork. Mm. So there's almost like a animated quality to the, the faces and stuff for it. So I really liked that. And then somebody uh, in the comments for the video said, hey, you should really check out the 60 frames per second thing. It, it really does work well. And I downloaded that and that was insane too. Like that felt like a different game. So hmm. I, I'm really enjoying it. There's lots of extra stuff in there. I highly recommend it. It's a little bit to figure out, but I think it's worth it. Okay. I love it. Uh, right. yeah, I I'm can't forward to hearing more about the best Final Fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm ranking them all. I'm yeah. ranking them all. Uh, uh, that's awesome. I'm. I'm. I was. I was. I don't know what I was expecting today. I kind of thought you were going to go. Yeah, it's not great. I never could get it right or whatever. It sounds like you've really nailed the sweet spot. Well, so. one thing I can do. I mean, well, you already had it. You saw it. Like that first day that I played it. Yeah. That's exactly what you would have heard from me hmm. was uh, you would have heard me saying, I don't know, guys, like this is a I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this unless I find a way to emulate the PlayStation or, you know, do something. I'll send you a, another link. Mm -hmm. So this is from the first day of gameplay. I'll just put it. It's next to Vampire Survivor now in the. Uh, OK, I see it in the There's thing seven, seven so, so you're putting this whole you're putting all this up uh, yeah okay. so this is this is gameplay from the first day with how it looked and and played and all of that and it's just not it's just not good everything's blurry everything's rough i mean this is the intro part you'll probably need to scrub a little bit ahead yeah, to get to get where to it's like actual some... gameplay because this all looks pretty much the oh same. here you go yeah um but just rough 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 port in in terms of they didn't do anything to enhance it for the platform they're porting it to they blur yeah, the hell. shadows are just giant circles around them you can actually get real-time shadows just in the like that's not even a mod you have to download that's just integrated into it 
like the amount of features they give you um you know for some reason again it's a midi soundtrack by default like it's, so it's just weird. crazy that's weird yeah. to me. they have re-recordings of like everything they've released so many compilations of that soundtrack yeah. It's like one of the most iconic soundtracks in video gaming. Yeah. Like back in the day when the internet with GeoCity sites, there were five hundred thousand Final Fantasy Seven, you know, MIDI hosting sites and and soundtrack sites. Like it's it's like it's among the biggest soundtracks of the Final Fantasies as well, for good reason. Even yeah. if you don't like the game, the soundtrack is so good. Well, I can definitely see a massive improvement versus this versus that other stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm it's really a massive impressed. soundtrack too. There's like 85 songs that are all like fire. That's weird They're that they like, went MIDI with that. It's not like you can't. That's weird. That's really really funky. Whatever. I guess maybe they're maybe they're chill about it because they're like, ah, eh, we don't care. The fans made a thing, so we don't care. Yeah, we'll get our money. But that's the thing that bums me out is like you look at what fans are doing, and the game as it's. You know, if they would do these things, they could create a version of that game that they could put on any video game console that comes out from here till the end of time, and it would be acceptable. Instead, they do bare minimum work, and they have to continue to do bare minimum work every single time somebody wants it on a new system. Mm -hmm. So I I think, you know, uh, to me, the better investment is to go, let's get a really solid, stable version of this game cleaned up, good models, good soundtrack, you know, better translation. If there's translation issues, put it out there and like hell milk it on every single console that comes out. There's nothing wrong with that, but get a good version of it. Just don't put out crappy quality. Milk it. That's what I like. Yeah. Put the milk in there. Uh, Bo, let's get to the, your VR extravaganza here. All uh, right. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah I've uh, had a week. Guys. Got a lot. Tell me about the right. VR mod for uh, Elden Ring. I'm just, this is fascinating. I'm going to run through them first. First thing, one of the first things I did was Elden Ring VR mod. Yeah. Um, there's a clip of that if you want to watch. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's a little rough. Works well. It's interesting being in the space in VR. But, uh, you know, the graphics are a little uh, on the jank side right now. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of your periphery vision, I've seen enemies in the background moving at like two frames. However, it's definitely an immersive experience and it's kind of fun. It's just a, a, not a great one because the animations are very exaggerated and your head is where the head is and your guy might pound a giant hammer into the ground. So my head goes all the way down to the ground and I'm like, whoa. This oh, is geez. too much, but um, it's still kind of, it's still just, I mean, it's Elden Ring. It's still kind of fun, but like it's, it's hilariously scary when, when something comes out at you around the corner and you're like, oh no, oh no. See that guy? I'm just like, oh shit. Oh shit. Ah, get away from me. <laughs> it's you an look experience. so small in this. Like you're the yeah. size of wolves. It's great. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the- I was crouching cause I'm sneaking. Remember this is the first, I'm naked right now. I'm a yeah. wretch. I've got nothing on. Um, it, but a diaper. Uh, so I'm really trying to avoid getting hit by things. You see, I get hit there and yeah, is the it's game, fun. I'm going to, is the game through a uh, first person? Is there a first person mode in the game? No, okay. no, it is super not designed for first person. Okay. You <laughs> can still play it in third person in 3d. Like you can do over the shoulder in 3d, which is something we don't talk about much, but yeah. 
Um, you can go to third person camera and it's just like playing the game, but in 3d, it's sweet. Um, so, and at one point things got a little rough, so I did go to third person mode because I was like, I can't do this in first person. Mm. Like, because you don't see your sword and because you're playing with a controller, it's hard to judge. So I'm going to go magic build and do range stuff because I'll be able to see what's going on rather than rely on a shield and dodging. Yeah, this this scared the shit out of me. So the wolf sees me and I'm like, ah! And like, <laughs> he jumped at, like, if you had the audio on, I thought maybe he didn't see me and was just standing here, there. I'll so play it. Really Hold me. on, I want to hear you freak out. Let me get audio on here. Hold All right, on. hang on. Yeah, there's some audio there for sure. Just okay. go back a bit. Let me turn yeah. this up. Oh, it's a little bit ahead. All right, let me... Oh, here he is. Wait. How does... I've still got to kill a few dudes. You need to jump ahead like 30 seconds. I thought it was right here, no? No, I thought no. this was it. Yeah, I got it because I'm going to kill that guard on the run. Oh, right. So here you go. Maybe. There's some fighting. Yeah, it's okay. a pretty long... It's a two-hour video, so it's hard to find the exact... Yeah, it's hard Inter- to narrow in on it. Dang it, I want to hear the scream. Yeah. I want to hear you freak out. Oh, you on your horse on this? Yeah, you can get on your horse. Uh, if you tab later, I go to Caleb. That place is scary as hell in 3D. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but what's really cool is that giant Erd tree in the middle. It really looks like there's a giant Erd tree up in the heavens above you. It's pretty great. Yeah, so here I'm playing in third person because I just was like, okay, I can't see shit. So I played in third person for a little bit. Yeah, and that went. Yeah, it, it seemed like it did okay in third Looks like it's yeah, it works just like the game. It's like I didn't even leave. So, you know, uh, it's still fun. Um, and just seeing everything in 3D, like, depth really adds a lot to a game. Especially, like I said, a lot of VR games, as John points out, because they're kind of crap, judged on their own merits across all, right, all not games. Not nearly as hard. Whoops, that's you. But, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's me talking. Yeah. But uh, in 3D, these high-quality games like Cyberpunk 2077, Elden Ring, are really amazing. Um, so, yeah. But uh, as I said, the, the game itself is not designed for wide peripheral view. So when you look ahead, things will animate good. But if you look to your periphery, you'll see like a zombie going like. <laughs> yeah. Because the game itself is just not designed. So there's some jank, but it was fun. Anyways, uh, it's a fun experience. I don't know if I recommend it for everyone. Hold on. I really just like realized something. You had this game on your play on your sorry, on your Xbox. That means you rebought it to do this mod. Uh huh. You are an insane person. That's amazing. Uh oh, okay. Scott got him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, did I fail to mention that? <laughs> I did. I did rebuy Elden Ring to wow. play in VR. Yeah, and my first... I'm committed to getting to it. I do want to play through it again. Um, so the reason I ask yeah. is I was going to say. Oh, so you you just picked up your old save, and then I went. Wait, he had it on console. There's no way that he's doing that again. So. No, no, it's on VR. Yeah, you can't yeah. mod the the Xbox One. That's why I was like, shit. I wish I had it on the console. That's cool. Man. Or on the on the thing. Um, yeah. So like that's what I said. I spent like three or four hundred bucks this month on video. Games. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just, wow. I want to try it in VR. It's why Elden Ring was why I bought the headset. Like sure. that was my. I saw the the mod was in development. It just came out last weekend. It's yeah. hot off the presses. Sure. That was the reason that was pushed me to get the headset. I was like, I want to try Elden Ring in VR. That's great. All right. Um, yeah. So we played Demio. That's uh, we talked about that. Demio yep. killed the radio star. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, Asgard's Wrath. So Ooh. this is a, a trip, not AAA, but it's a high uh, quality title that's available on the Oculus Store, not on Steam, as far as I know. 
Um, this game is cool. It's of the VR games. There's a lot of detail and attention to like immersions, like not just like strictly the the broad things, but like you know that the quest text is really great. Everything's voice acted. Um, the environments are rich and get this. So it's kind of like a legend of Zelda style game, right? Mm. Uh, in that you're exploring this Viking world, but you get to go into your God and you possess people. So right now I'm in the God tavern. I don't know why the frame rate's so low, but you're in the God um, place. And then you go down to the land and learn to inhabit people. But then you can, you can, you know how Demio, you can zoom out. Mm-hmm. So in this game, you can zoom out the game map. So it looks like a board game. So you're sitting in the world, but then you zoom out into God mode and you can make bridges connect and like help the adventurer get places in God mode. And you can make a companion. So I took a shark and be careful not to squeeze the shark or he'll explode and die. So I pick up a shark and he's tiny in my hand and then I give him a little sprinkle and he turns into a shark man. So I got a shark man companion. And the shark man, I tell him to go bite things, and then he hangs off of it, and that'll open gates for me. And I can pick up rats off the ground and spiders, and I can put it in the shark's mouth, and he'll eat it, and he recovers health. Wow. And I'm like, this is what VR is for. I'm like, you know those little stupid rats that are hanging around dungeons that are just there to for environmental flavor? Sure. They're actual mechanics you can pick up. I didn't like the spiders that much. I had to put a spider in a hole to unlock like this magical thing. Like you pick up the spider and he's crawling in your hands and I'm like, Oh, I hate this. And I put it, put him in a thing and he makes it. And so you're working for Loki. That's Loki there at the bar. Oh, and he's, he's given me all my power. So if you tab ahead, you might see shark man. This is just the intro here. Sure. Um, but, uh, it's really rich and finely detailed and it's a high quality experience. Yeah, this looks like a real the, game, like a video game. <laughs> you yeah, know what you I mean? Can, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You can pick up things and eat it. It's a full adventure. I'm gaining powers. You swing a sword. And um, I'm gonna about to go into God Boot. It has a full, like, you know what it looks like is that um, Ubisoft game? Uh, oh, uh, the one John and I really liked. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Angels and, no. No, Fly, Fly Valkyrie. Phoenix Rising. Phoenix, Phoenix Rising, Rising, that's it. Yeah. So the menu reminds me of Phoenix Rising. It's this, like, the maps are like just these cool, richly detailed, like, crazy, extravagant, kaboom, I'm in this astral plane kind of play. It is like a 10 on 10 in terms of the quality oh, attention wow. to detail. See, I'm in God mode now and That's I float around crazy. my God hands. That's cool. And I can manipulate the environment. So here I'm actually about to find a shark at some point, but it's just, it, that's the level I'm going to traverse in, but I'm in God mode right now in 3D. And, I, you know, he's teaching me how to manipulate the environment, how things work. And I'm just so impressed. I might have to get this one. I'd heard this about is, this. This this reviewed like really well. Like I think IGN yeah, gave it a Yeah, this is an A plus recommend. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've only played a couple hours, but this feels like what a Legend of Zelda game is in VR. Like, see, I'm picking up the shark there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. You could eat things, so I'm trying to eat them, but it won't let me eat them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I can throw. At one point, I just picked up an animal and threw him into the ocean, like Hulk style, and just flung him. Like <laughs> you can be a, 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 a oh. yeah. God. So I'm about to turn him into a. You squished him. I'm, Oh shit! I squirt. Yeah, you gotta so get another one. Them. Okay, there's always more yeah, sharks. I get another one, but yeah. but the shark man is great. I also made a turtle woman, and the turtle woman's useful because there'll be these plumes of fire, so she'll stand in front of the plumes of fire. See, I made a you made a little shark little man. Shark man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, look at the detail. Like, it's, it's amazing. So, and I put him down on the ground. And then when I go back to my character avatar, uh, he's there. And, he, you know, he's like, what do you want me to do? Like, it's so good. It is so good. Like, this is probably the best VR, the highest quality VR experience I've had. And I highly recommend this okay. one. I'm in. Um, I'm going to play it more. So but, I'm going to grab uh, it. Yeah. And this is uh, in the the Quest stores where you get this. This isn't on Steam or something. Yeah, I, it's not a Steam game as far as I know. And you have to be connected. You can't just play it on Oculus. It's like a 128 gig game. Like, oh, it's a, a beast. Okay. It's a, it's a whopper. You, you're going to need to link it or air link it. Yeah, okay. You know, you give him five. He wants a high five. So. Yeah, yeah. And are you in? Uh, are you using controllers for this, or is it doing hand? Uh, the two hand controllers. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's, All right, yeah. You see, he's got a talent breach and attack corkscrew, so you can command them to attack like Mass Effect style. He he does things for you, and you you always have a companion. So that's cool. Full quest system it looks really uh, good. I'm surprised. Yeah, you get a sword and board. I have a shield and a sword, uh, and and. It's great. Oh, this here is, it is. is uh, the review on IGN, they said, Asgard's Wrath is a must-play action RPG for anyone who's ever had a semblance of curiosity about VR, and they gave it a 9.4. That's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, it's, look, in the Shark Man, you, you command him to uh, bite on this corpse. He's going to like, oh, he likes to eat. Yeah, he's going to hang off of it. He likes a corpse. And then your door's open. Yeah. You know, like, like these mecha- like most VR games are like dingy versions of actual games. Like you said earlier, John, why would you want to do that? But this one is made with like high quality. I just don't know how long it is. It still might be short like VR games tend to be. But uh, Good point. Yeah. Um, I think Matt Mercer is voicing Loki. I'm not 100% sure, but it's shades of Mercer hmm. for sure in the Loki voice. It wouldn't surprise me if it was him, but I can't rightly tell. Chat room was thinking it was him though. Yeah. Um, Could be. Yeah. 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 So great game. Very cool. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about it more. All right. Uh, I'll be picking up a rat soon if you want to watch me pick up a rat. Oh, you pick up a rat, do you? <laughs> and feed it, and they feed it to the uh, guy. Like you just pick up the rat and put it in the shark man's mouth, and then he heals and he goes. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> like you can actually put food in a man's mouth and he eats it with your actual hands. And I'm like, this is awesome. Oh, look, he's saw, he's going to fight these zombie guys for you. Yeah, I don't have a weapon yet, so he's I command him to attack, and then he's going to take care of them. Yeah. I mean, this looks like the most gamified game I've seen in VR. I've yeah, I'm not used to this. Yeah, it's yeah. not going for they simulation. Look like that. Yeah. yeah, it's going for like it feels like a Zelda-ish type game. I got to scroll, put that in my pocket. You got? <laughs> did you pet the shark? Oh my lord! There oh yeah, so you can pet the shark. Yeah, I'm like, hello, buddy. Hello. Fantastic. He's so cute. Like he looks nasty, but also cute, and he's faithful and a good boy. Very cool. Um, Asgard's Wrath, big, uh, uh, big thumbs up. So moving on to the next thing in the gallery of, of games, uh, yeah. Everslot. Everslot. Everslot is a game. I got a clip of that too. So. Um, lower your expectations on graphics and streamline what the game is. This is Doom meets Diablo in VR. It is awesome. Mm. It doesn't have a large variety of environments, but you move around quickly. You have a grappling hook, a sword, and a gun, and you heal yourself by charging up blood in your glove and then press it against your other glove, and everything has health bars and damage numbers fly out. And you just swing your sword, you get random loot, and you shoot and blow up things, and there are hordes of guys to kill. It's not the highest, you know, we're not talking like an actual full AAA release quality. I think it's just these dingy levels. Yeah. But this show, I I love nothing better than running around at full speed, grapple grappling a guy with my grappling hook, then swinging my sword and killing him. It feels great standing up and, like, actually the fantasy of doing it. Now, if you watch me, I look like I'm swatting flies, uh, you know, just... 
some 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 you know <laughs> some schlub who's like uh, 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 uh. but in the game fantasy world i'm like i'm undefeatable yeah you look like a badass and, uh, uh, yeah i'm gonna hook him Whoa, boom yeah. it's so much fun um it feels like the shock the super shotgun and doom a bit um but in first person and standing up and this will give you a workout. You'll be sweating by the end of oh, it. Yeah. This uh, looks like an active one to me. And th- there's points where they will throw like 30 enemies at, at you and you're like, Oh my God, swat in the air like a madman. Mm. So, uh, you know, if you give me a really good Diablo in VR, I'm, I'm in, I will, I will shill it. This is, I like the ARPGs and yeah. So that's great. There isn't much to say. I mean, that pretty much describes it. And then I would say it's fun. Go to the Steam store and check it out. But this is a good example of one of those games where if this was a flat screen experience, it wouldn't be enough. They'd have to really flesh it out. But because it's in VR and you have that visceral sort of in the world thing going on, it's perfectly great. Yeah. Like it's like I mean, it feels like maybe it would be like Borderlands or something, but like sure. Doom themed or something, right? Like, but this goes for that grim dark aesthetic. Uh, you know, it's a very crappy world. I do like Grim. Not a lot of enemy variety. It's all just zombie type dudes with various like bow and arrow guys and and mm-hmm. chargers and, but you know you hit their armor with the sword. You knock off pieces of armor and 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 stuff like that. There's potential here, I guess, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. So if you want to give some money to some potential and, and have a bit of fun, it was only like twenty bucks, I think, or something it's like. It's got some good uh, blood tech going yeah. on. Some yeah. Nice blood. Oh, see, blood. I was like, I was trying to tra- uh, grapple guys there. Yeah, there's like eight guys in that hallway, but it didn't quite work out. Yeah. Um, and there might be more. There's another arm weapon that I haven't unlocked yet that I'm looking forward to. But yeah, yeah, you can just shoot them if you get sick of it. There's exploder guys that come, so it's better just to shoot them before they get too close. You don't want to hit them with your sword. And um, yeah, and things do damage. So you know, just like Diablo, you'll want to get new items. There's a big guy that I gotta, you know. Sure. It's hard to watch in VR. It's all over the My eyes are like, rrr, rrr, rrr. Yeah. probably not a great spectator thing, but I recommend Everslot a lot too. Okay. And in other, in other combat sports, I played Until You Fall. That is a roguelike that is very similar, but it's no guns. And you just swing swords. Oh, I think uh, I played it's, this. It's really good about the swinging swords. So what you got to do is block their sword hits. Yeah, so you have to put demo. your yeah. sword where it tells you to, which is fun. And then you attack back. And then if you stun them or stagger them, then it gives you these power slices. And so you feel like a Bushido samurai when you're like, getting them down. Um, It's pretty good. Anyways, I played this for about an hour. I worked up a big sweat playing it. And um, I can't wait to play it more. But this is the one where I think I punched my microphone. And I had to stop. (laughs) This, this, This one out of all the games... You like in Everslot? I'm like, okay, this is an ARPG. I'm gonna kill myself if I swing too hard. So I'm like swinging a little bit. Yeah. This game makes you want to swing the sword like your damn uh, Hataro Hans, uh, whatever that legendary sword maker is. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. look at you. Hataro, I was gonna say Hataro Hanzo, but I don't think that's right. Hataro Hanzo. <laughs> yep, you know him. You love him. Hataro whatever, Hanzo. but that legendary sword maker that name that uh, it's Hataro or Atari something. But you know, like you you think you're. It makes you want to swing your arms. So look at me swinging my arms. I know like, you are going to damn, I, I act dude. like I'm about to die. Like I, I, I'm, I'm like a 42 year old kid, and I'm just like going ah ah ah. Like this this game, the way it lights up. Like I feel like I'm uh, George, Michael George in Arrested Development or whatever. George Michael. George Michael. Going, Michael George. That's fine. Michael George. That's fine. George Michael in Arrested Development. When he's in the garage swinging the lightsaber or whatever. Like that's 
that brings that out in you when you play it. This is a big recommend. It's very linear, and the guy, bad guys don't move too much, but if you want to f- play a little roguelike, and you, if you want to swing a sword really hard, this will get you to do it. It's it's good. I like how you choose your perks. It's kind of very yeah. visceral. Yeah, you got to squeeze it, and then yeah. bam, it's in there. It's very like a neon arcade uh, game play. Yeah, I like it. And um, yeah, otherwise, it's all the mechanics, you know. Big Neat. recommend. Neat. All right, next up, I, I got Dance Central. Yeah. That's all right. There you go. Nothing wrong with Dance I Central. Did, I did an hour and a half of Dance Central, and I thought I was going to die. It was so hot. So much sweat into my <laughs> VR. No one's going to want to use my VR headset. It's, there's already like 50 pounds of sweat salt in there, I think. <laughs> sweat salt. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but um, Dance Central is pretty good. It's pretty flat. Not a lot of things. And dance games are not normally my jam, but I wanted to experience the virtual nightclub, man. And uh, well, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're, you're, you, yeah. you had a good time. Yeah, that's yeah. a good description of dance. I won't Central. be doing it on stream, not because I wouldn't want to look embarrassing. I've already done that, done some embarrassing things, but because the music is licensed, so you know, sure, I won't be streaming that. But uh, yeah, this guy looks like me. If I, you know. Yeah. You just have to do I imagine enough. this is exactly how you look to do it. Yeah, you, you just have to do enough Dance Central, you'll look like this guy. See. I mean, I was practicing, I was, so there's a Kendrick Lamar song in it, and I was practicing this move where you kind of got to do this little run, and then you got to go like that. Yeah. And I was getting better by the end of it. I went to the dance studio, practiced the move. Who knows, man? Nice. I'm, I'm going to be killing it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, who knows? Know, These are great workout devices. I know they, you know, people kind of scoff at that, especially if you get the device or the uh, head thing, with the accessory. Yeah. Um, it, it, they're great for that. They work. Yeah. They make you Burn sweaty. And give you it's no joke. I did it just with the uh, like the switch remotes because we have it for the switch, and like, oh, okay. just that alone. Oh you, yeah, you, heck yeah. They you're be- feeling it. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. This thing, like, uh, this- I can't imagine it with a headset on top of it. That's this a is, lot. This is the bit I was I was talking about. By the way, yeah, I need to get one of those for sure. It's That's awesome. Somebody. This thing is great. Oh, and by the way, when you play Dance Central, it says use headphones. So I put headphones in, but and it's like they're like Scott. They're like yours. They had this big white wire, yeah. and then I'm rolling the dough. <laughs> Oh, I was yeah. telling you about this yesterday. I'm rolling the dough, and then I roll the wire into it and ripped off the headset out of the like, – it went flying across the room. So <laughs> make sure to put the wires behind you, not in front of you, because if you roll the dough, you'll, you're going to tear off your head, your ear headphones. Yeah. Not a good call. Rolling the bow, uh, more like it. You don't want to roll, roll the, the bow. bow. We're rolling in the now, bow. Now, this, this next one I have the most, cons- the most questions about, because Resident Evil 4 is the best-selling VR title of all time. Uh, sales wise does it does it match up with what you'd hoped from that Uh, I don't know about best selling but it's definitely a popular title for sure it's only available on Oculus I don't even think you can play it connected I think it's very licensed yeah it is they did a special Um, deal there you're right so yeah which is kind of rough because there's only an hour or two battery life on an Oculus depending on what you're doing with it Um, so far it it feels like an old game I'm like, oh, I'm in GameCube world. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not that impressive. You're like, yeah, it's VR. It's 3D, but it's 3D uh, GameCube world. I'm like, it's a, you know, it's a remaster. Not even remaster. It's just a re-release of that in 3D. The 3D is great and all, but everything looks blocky. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. everything's blocky. So graphics, not super impressive. Sure. You know, like the the terrain, they're not trying to make bumpy terrain. I'm like, there is a... A fuzzy ass JPEG of pebbles is supposed to be the <laughs> the thing. 
Yeah. Um, this is not but, Asgard's wrath in terms of production value. You're saying no, yeah. but but it's still it's a fun game and it builds on something new and overall the production value is there. Like that menu you're looking at, it's sweet. There's a lot of buttons. It's the full game. And you have a knife right here. You just put the knife off and you can stab things. You got the gun. uh, You pop the ammo out. You put the ammo in. You go, and you can shoot. And you got all the the stuff. You can open up the trunk and do inventory management. I've heard. So what I've heard is that this inventory management is the best it's ever been because you literally can, you know, you're both handing inventory items and moving them around in real time. It's a whole whole new Tetris uh, ball game. Yeah. Did you hear the news? Somebody did turn that into a puzzle game. No. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, there's a chore core game that's inventory management. Shut up. Yeah, it's literally (laughs) the Resident Evil 4 inventory, and you have to put things where they go to fit everything into a single inventory that's wild oh look at that poor lady's head yeah. all right yeah so it, this game is fun in vr it just looks like an old vr game uh, even though they don't exist <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> i played this in vr in 1992 yeah. um, step up from dactyl nightmare yeah yeah but uh one of the nice things they do is like you know there's that metal gear um solid or metal gear like communicator screen well that's now a phone that you pull out so that's cool um you know, it's just two images and dialogue. And and um, the other thing that I've not decided about, too, is picking things up is weird. So I'm used to games when stuff's on the ground, you kind of vacuum it up. But this, you kind of got to make it float up in front of you, and then you pick it up out of the sky. And I'm like, weird. Oh, yeah. I, that's I'm true. in a video yeah. game. You know, like, it's not really trying to give you a sensation of being, like, in some real place. It's like, so it feels a bit like playing the game in VR. Mm. Now, I haven't played the game. So it's a new experience for me. I don't know if that's good or bad, but um, I like it so far. And I've played bits and pieces of it over the years but because friends have owned it. But um, well, John, yeah. you know, you, you would play this because it's got Leon S. Kennedy, and that's really your only mark. Yeah, I mean, being Leon is kind of like my ultimate dream. Yeah. So, you know, this is just uh, – this is dream making right here. Yeah, this is yeah. These are, this is John's future. Somehow we're going to get yeah, him but involved. The, the gun handle is nice, though, and you see the dot and stuff. Like, overall, it's, it's good. Um, yeah, there's the knife stabbing the guy in the back of the neck. <laughs> but it's just when you're in it, you're like, I'm in a video game world from you know whatever that 2005 or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's still it's it's great. It, it's scary. Like it got tense because that the sound design isn't perfect in that game either. So sometimes you don't hear the footsteps behind you, and you turn around, you're like. There's 15 zombie guys. Like, great. I'm scared. Like, yeah. that's what this game. Uh, I'm not a big fear guy. So, sure. Uh, yeah. But. Yeah. And you get into VR and everything's scarier. Like, yeah. It's, it's like some, right in your face with an axe or something. Like, I, I can only imagine. I have a Steam VR key for seven. I should send you that and then you should have to play that in <gasps> VR. You have it. There's a Steam. Oh my God. You're going to kill me. Doesn't that have the beehive vagina? Oh, yeah. <laughs> beehive vagina. Yeah. Remember her? She shot bees out of her vajay. There's a VR version of that it is game? built. It is yeah, built into yeah. it. That was the whole reason they did first person. It was yeah. designed for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh yeah. My God. I've got it. I'll, I'll find that key. Is it a, you, did, you couldn't do it? Oh, I couldn't do it. He couldn't handle the non-VR version. Yeah, the non-VR version. I, hold on. Let me be fair to Scott. He beat that I game. did beat it, but it was not. And I could only do it with John there. I couldn't do it by myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> scared the shit out of me. Not because John like had all the strats or anything like that. It's just I needed another human being in the virtual room with me. Yeah, I know. Shit on me. Take a shit on me. (laughs) (laughs) That game is scary as hell. But um, I didn't play it in VR, and I don't know if I could, but I bet you could. If you could do this four stuff, you could probably do seven. Well, four is not that bad. I feel like I'm in a video game. Seven, I might forget I'm in a video game. (laughs) There's a chance I forget I'm in a video game at a certain point. I've seen you play it. I'm like, I don't know. It is possible. I will. I guess so. You know, if it brings, uh, if it if it'll bring you guys to my Twitch stream, I just I don't react like Scott. I think you guys like the Scott. You know, I think I'm just gonna be like, do you? you I got the same problem, man. As somebody who's played Resident Evil on stream, it's not interesting when I. That's because you guys don't scream. You just laugh in the face of fear. John's John does this when he's afraid of something. It'll go blah. He'll he'll go. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I do it. Pinnacle of reaction content. Somebody going. Yeah, I do it. That got me, guys. I was scared. This is literally what I do. (laughs) That's what I do. So, you know, beehive vagina or not, that's why people care about me screaming. I don't know why. It's weird. I don't know why I said beehive vagina. It makes it sound like I'm talking about my beehive vagina, which I don't have. (laughs) Um, All right, Bo, tell me about, uh, oh, you played some flat screen screen games. games. Yeah, what'd you play this week? I'm not gonna wait. Spend too much time. I play. I was back in Heroes. I spent an entire afternoon in Heroes on uh, Monday and Sunday. That's um, nice to do that once in a I while. Miss, just get I'm, in there. I, I, I miss Heroes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just you get in, you get your hooks. It gets the hooks into you. And I was trying out all the old Heroes. And you know what's hilarious? I never have to wait for a game. There are still a ton of people playing Heroes in the store. I mean, maybe not a ton. But not enough for me to ever have to wait for a, a quick match game, at least. I don't know what ranked, but yeah, um, there are people ha- hitting the heroes hard. Still, yeah, so so there's yeah. players in there. If y'all, yeah, are- it's fun. I got some sweet kills, did some cool shit, and posted them on Twitter. Nice. Um, That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. and I, I played some Valheim. We're working on a cottage right now. Mm-hmm. That's happening there. We're in the plains. Go us. Planes are great, um, and still waiting for that Mistland content. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's and, coming. And lastly, we're still working on Solasta. I've got four of the gems now. That game continues to be fun. Yeah. It continues to hold me back from playing beta at Baldur's Gate 3, but I, listen, I was watching Baldur's Gate 3 videos yesterday. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> You're going to have to cave and do it. I, I'm not going to make it, man. I just think about, I just honestly, like, I don't think about death a lot, but I think about death when I think about not, if it, if it happens and I don't get to play Baldur's Gate 3, I'm going to be kind of sad if there's an afterlife. Like I I'm, made I'm, a comment about this on my stupid uh, video today about the delay of Starfield. I just said my advice to people is don't die. <laughs> so that you yeah. can be around and play it. <laughs> Uh, I think it's something you hit 40 or so and you just start, everything's framed that way. You know, you start thinking about your mortality and you're like, everyone dies at some point. And so at some point there'll be a game or a movie I want to see that I'm not going to see. You're going to miss it. Like, like whenever I hear about somebody passing away, I'm like, oh, they didn't get to see Captain America Civil War. (laughs) I'm sad for them. They missed (laughs) it. I I thought about people. depressing. Who cares about movies? But I'm like, we love them. I thought about people between 2018 and 2019 who saw Infinity War, but didn't get to see Endgame. And that was sad to me. Because you yeah. gotta finish, you gotta have the end. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. And a lot of people die. Rough. 
That year, that could, that could be War. us for whatever's next. Yeah, that could be us. I don't like I, it. I'll say this, Bo. Here's my cautionary tale to you. I I once thought this way. I once thought as you do. <laughs> and the the last time I thought about this was, boy, I hope I don't die before Star Wars Episode One comes out. Mm. <laughs> well, okay. So all I'm gonna say is imagine really hoping you don't die just so you can see the Phantom Menace and just, you know, yeah, let that temper your Baldur's Gate 3 is not going to be good. Baldur's Gate 3 is going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to be good. It's, it's got to be mind-blowingly good. It's got to be good. It's going to be so and good. It already is good. We know it's It already good. is good. That's why I'm like, I think I need to play it. So, yeah. But I just, yeah. I'm, I'm making myself wait and... I'm already, I already have a hard time with delayed gratification just in general in mm-hmm. life. So I'm trying to be a, not a delayed gratification person yeah. about tantric this special experience. Life. Yeah, it's tantric. You're you're edging. Well, uh, you know, it's like don't spend. Like I spent like four hundred dollars in VR games. I'm like maybe I didn't need to spend all that four hundred dollars this week. You're like you know, but I did, and I, I was like. It's a little. It was a little much. These it's a little much, there, but right? you know what? You're excited. I get this. I've been there. I yeah, probably yeah. will be there again. I, you know, I don't. I hope. I, mean, I, I, I zero judgment for me. I think you're. Yeah, yeah. You but, might uh, feel. You, you know, might feel and, indulgent. And like to be fair, it's it's, I'm not hurting for body. You got wonderful people that support the show. Sure. Have funded these poor choices, but I like <laughs> to use that money in a way that is constructive to my life because I feel like that honors you better than just blowing it on, you know, cookers and cocaine. <laughs> yeah, you can actually bring, and, bring it to the show and talk about it on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I still feel, you know, like, okay, that's a bit much. Did you really need to buy Resident Evil 4 and play it for 50 minutes for $45? Like, no. Yeah. No. But, but I have it now and I will play it at some point. Science. Anyways. Did it for science. Good job. Um, so last, uh, is still a great, um, uh, what, what do they call that? Uh, uh, uh you don't get the, your first choice, but your oh. second choice. Like, oh, oh, uh, it's a good, um, oh yeah. What do you, what do you call that? Runner, it's a good, up. Like, runner up. Is that what you mean? It's a good runner up. Yeah. I just meant to make more of a joke about it, but I can't remember. The <laughs> thing, so, you know. It's kind of a, you know, when you want to go out, when person a, you want to go out on a date with, isn't there. So you're a butthole and you call oh, person B. Fallback. Yeah. It's there like, you, you know what it's it is. It's a good fallback. Yeah. It's like, oh shoot. I really want a Dr. Pepper. But all they have at Walmart is Dr. Thunder or Captain Thunder or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Is it Captain Thunder? Yeah. yeah. I think fallback. I think it's Dr. It's your Thunder. fallback. And, and just I- Icarus in the chat. No, it's not sloppy seconds. No. That is something else completely. <laughs> Stop it. No. If actually, in this scenario, a- that would make Baldur's Gate your sloppy seconds. And that's <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't work here. It does not apply. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that works either, Scott. But no. let's not explain it. Yeah, uh, we get nobody needs to know. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, Kids, forget what everything you heard there. Strike We're talking program. about ravioli, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you no know one wants to eat ravioli out of a bowl. Someone else will eat. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it worse? You want a fresh bowl of your own fresh ravioli what? out of a Chef Boyardee can. Why is it and worse every now? Every child can relate to that. Okay? It's so much like, worse now. Why is it worse? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just bad. It's just I gotten... saw a guy in Heroes. His name was Joey Ravioli, and it made my day. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't stopped thinking about Joey Ravioli. I love that name. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's a great name. It's no creamy armpit, but it's damn close. 
That's really good. All right. Uh, speaking of other gross things. Oh, no, that's it. We're done. We did all the games. Um, <laughs> speaking of the <laughs> what did you think we were going to talk about? I don't know where about. I was going to go. I guarantee you no more gross things for the last 120 seconds of the show. I promise well, you that. I just want to know what that transition was going to be. I don't know. I, now that, you've, now that we've talked speaking past it. Speaking of gross things... I don't know what it was going to be. Video games. I was gonna be. Hey, well, I can tell you what might be gross. My wife uh, said there was a food truck uh, today out near us, and so she grabbed me. Oh, nice. What are these? Uh, looks like street tacos. You looked excited when you opened it. I am excited, but I now it's cold. I saw a look of pure joy. Now it's nice and cold, so who knows? Is a, good, is a cold taco better than nothing? Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. Which also sounds gross for some reason. All right. Uh, hey, patreon.com slash uh, core show is where you can go and uh, support the show. Be like Ilix, I think is how you say this name. Uh, huge sure. thanks to Ilix and people like Ilix who uh, support the show. Name. Yeah, that, they're at the $5 level, which is an awesome one. You get all kinds of good benefits Whoa. for that. I know. Nice. Thanks, man. Five bucks per episode. Yeah. $5 really an nice. episode. Right. Dude, that's that's huge. Damn. Just, just think of the VR games you help Bo buy. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you, sir. Or ma'am. <laughs> that's great. Thank you, sir or ma'am. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. It doesn't matter. But uh, we uh, love you, and we love people like you. So if you want to be like that person, even for as measly as a dollar, you can join up over at patreon.com slash core show. Thank you to everyone who does. It's what keeps the show on the air and keeps us making cool stuff. So please continue to do that. Uh, frogpants.com slash core for everything else. Talk to the core at gmail.com is that email address. We got to do words of wisdom before we leave. That's the rules. So let's start with John. John, what do you, what do you have to say? Uh, hey everybody, John here at the end of the show. We had fun. Uh, just remember to keep your blood out of your pee. Oh yeah, yes. Oh, if you're a patron, here not only do you get an ad-free experience every week, not only do you get uh, all the other benefits, but one of the things you get is a bonus show where we talked about whether blood is pee or pee is blood. <laughs> Stop! All the money that I need to live is going away. <laughs> I'm telling, like, you, no. I'm telling you, it was a fantastic, deep discussion Don't into worry. scientific truths. So we're gonna get you some Seth Meyer money. It's all yeah, good. we're gonna yeah. get the Seth Meyer that money. hot Seth That's Meyer good. money. Uh, yeah. Bo, anything to add to the his words of wisdom? There, I did, but I forgot about that last <laughs> comment. Except, um, oh no, I know what I wanted to say it was just, uh, hey, men. Stop telling women what to do with their bodies. Yeah, right? piss yeah. off. I agree. There's my there word. It's not your body. Don't so. Worry about your own body. Yeah, you don't want people regulating your 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 blood pee or sorry your sperm pee or your blood sperm. I don't know what I'm saying. Nope. 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 It, all those are bad. Stop. Those Just are all bad. Stop. Those are all don't bad. Try and do a transition <laughs> off of this. Just go. Well, thanks, everyone. Yeah. If you got blood in there, get looked at. All right. That's it for the show. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with more. And when we do, it'll be great. So come back and listen then. We'll see you then. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. These skaven are particularly fetid and foul, even for rat men. Oh, man.